Hey, hey, Salemites. Long time no see, but we are back. We are Soap This Salem Style. Of course, I am your host, Michael the Maverick. And of course, I have my two beautiful co-hosts, Tony. Hey. And Ariette. Hi. And welcome to our Sweeps Month series where we have a very special guest co-host. Let me get my cue card and glasses out real fast. We have entrepreneur, LGBTQ romance author, and semi-pro weird snatcher, Dylan St. James, in the building. Hey, y'all. I'm so excited. We've been sitting here talking for probably about 45 minutes. (laughs) Y'all are going to love her, I promise you. It's going to be fun. (laughs) It's been two weeks, and I know y'all are waiting. Let's jump into it. (sighs) Time for our Salem Spectator special report. And we have a lot of news this week, folks, and we have a lot of opinions. So, first off, Patience Wade joins the cast of Days of Our Lives. Her role hasn't been revealed yet. Well, kind of, sort of. We know she's related to Paulina, but... She's Paulina's daughter, and I think... What did they say her name was? Chanel. Chanel. Okay, yeah. Okay, we're in an ethnic black name, but it ain't too ethnic. I love that. Finally. I'm excited. And I'm even more excited because I think there's a potential second character coming because there was a post that Lamone did did on Instagram of rehearsing with him, Sal Sowers, James Reynolds, Jackie Harry, Vanessa Williams. And then there was one other person who we don't know who that was. And it's definitely not. What's her name? Patient. Yeah, patience is not her. So there's also going to be another character coming in the next couple of weeks as well. So I'm really excited for all of this. This is shaping up to be really exciting. I'm going to be really interested to see exactly how both Paulina and Chanel are entered into Salem because I had assumed it was going to be connected to the kidnapping, but knowing that the resolution of that is coming up in the next week, I'm like, okay, so how is this all connecting? I'm really excited. I can't wait to see how, how all of this unfolds, how they're they're introduced. I'm so excited, like you, Tony. I can't wait. Well. I'm, just, like, I'm I'm happy that they're finally digging into Abe's family because he's yes. been there a thousand and fifty three years. <laughs> he is, he is His anniversary is coming up this year. Well, I'm just saying, like any other character that had been there as long as Abe, they they'd have gotten like some sort of, you know, backstory exploration by now, and they've never really gone there with him. So it's exciting to me to get to, like, he's been there forever, and we're fi- we're gonna get like a whole new understanding and exploration of his character. So do we t- think that Pauline is related to Abe? I kind of want them to date, so I hope not. <laughs> I'm thinking distant cousin. I'm thinking that she's connected, but maybe not related. I personally would like it if they're not related, because I hate how daytime has this Highlander syndrome with Black families. There can be only one. I, 
I'd like for there, there can only be one black family on the canvas at a time. It's like the Highlander games. So I would like for, you know, maybe they're, they're friends for back in the day or whatever. I, I would like for them to be connected, but maybe not related. Well, my opinion on this whole thing is I like it. She's very pretty. Mm-hmm. I think she I, I think she has the potential. But one thing, keep that singing career on the playground. That I'm going to tell you now, you may not want it, but expect it to happen because the audition video for this character oh, did Jesus. include singing. That's That audition video makes me kind of think that they will be related to Abe somehow. Yeah. Look, I just don't want them trying to shove another singing career down their throat like they did with Claire. I, I don't know. Y'all feel it for Claire, but I I'm don't just mind not if, I guess I'm Simon Cowell. I don't mind if, I don't mind if she's a good singer. Why not? Like, the show can use that as, like, We don't have a budget for good production, though. <laughs> yeah, like, my whole thing is, I think it worked, like, back in the 80s with uh, Liz. Yes, Gloria Loring. Oh, oh my God. Yes. Friends and lovers. Yes. yes. Right. Exactly. So if we get a setup like that where it makes sense, I'm fine with well, we it. Or we get decent music production. Because if right. I hear that cat sex song by Claire again, <laughs> I'm going to listen. When Olivia sang for the show, it was great. Come yeah. on. No. No, no, no. There was, there was a time when they did release a lot of Olivia's music. Like, around the time that she first came on, she did, like, an EP, and they featured all of her songs on the show, or at least a couple of them, and they were actually pretty good. Go what back happened? to, like, 2016 when she first came on, and, and here's some of the music that was played around that time, and it was actually pretty good. What happened, I don't know, but I'm intrigued. Well, I'm excited. With the entrance of more black people, of course, you know me, guys. I had to do a wishful casting. And if you don't know who this is, look him up and y'all might just agree. Noah Gray Cabin as Theo Carver. Yes. That name sounds familiar. I have to go see what I have to Frankly, go. Frankly, from my real- wife and kids. Oh, yes. Yes. I saw a picture of him. I haven't seen him since he was a little kid. And somebody posted a recent picture. I was like, that is Theo Carver. Can you imagine him on top of insert female character name here? That's how good of a soap actor he was. Ooh, and you, you don't even and you have know to who, pick one. And you know who he kind of looks like? He almost kind of, he could, he almost kind of looks like. to Brandon Carver, actually. Yeah, and you know wow. who else, too? You remember Lexi's, n- not... Not stripper Cameron, the other Cameron. Oh, oh yeah, I see it. Get on that days. He's at the CW, and you know they don't last long over there. Right. <laughs> I honestly, yeah, I, they they really do need to bring Theo back, though. Honestly, and give them That's an actual what... story. I'm going to get to that later in the weekly recap of how they could have brought him back, but we'll talk about it later. Next thing on the news bulletin, Days and Rana Kalavati has been nominated for a Writers Guild Award. Mm. <laughs> I, 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 I'm sorry. It, it, 
It depends on what episode they submitted because some of the episodes from the year were very good. So we have to know what the submissions are before we say that it's trash. Look, long as it long as it's nothing from this year, it can't be anything from this year because it's something from 2020. It's just a matter of what. Okay, 2020 was kind of a good year. It was bits and pieces that was great, but I like I mean and they, they base the Writers Guild strictly on the scripts, not on the actual like production. So it's literally based on the writing. Uh, well, said, he can't release anything from this year. If we're being honest, I mean, it's like you know, I, I've you know, I've said this to Tony. He's good when he's in his bag, and for me, his bag is like old school soap tropes, over yes. the top. Like camp humor, that's his lane. When he veers out of that lane, Jesus take the wheel. Because it can, <laughs> like, if, but if, I want to know like, what happened to Ryan Kwan. He's still there. Is he still consulting? Yeah, he's still there. He's okay, still so why isn't anyone telling Ryan, okay, some of these choices you're making? Mm. Maybe no. they agree with the choices. I mean, you're you're expecting somebody to slap Ron's hand and say he's wrong. What if they don't think he's wrong? True, but and here's the thing. Back when we were uh, filming 10 years ahead of what we saw, you could excuse it. But, now but they're so- still writing ahead, though. They may only be filming end of April now, but he was writing the beginning of April in November. And somebody when he told did- him to stop that as well. We're on a good momentum right now. We're he being... can't. He can't stop writing that far ahead. You want to know why? Because they have to. They have to have their entire thing finished filming and contracted by a specific date. They have to be done filming the entire season by April sixteenth. So they have to keep writing, even if they're filming slower. This way, they can get everything done in time. I get that, but at the same time, I hate that they have to do that because. Remember back in the day when everything was like, okay, everyone is strictly seven weeks? Yeah, days used to be one month from tape to air. Exactly. So it's like... They don't have time to pivot anything if it doesn't land with the audience. Or they don't have time to adjust anything. An example of this was Julie's racist behavior. Ooh, boy. But I will give them credit for eight months later. I mean, granted, it took eight months, (laughs) but they did address it. They did, but at the same time, with eight months later, it was kind of like too little, too late. The damage was already done. People, And then they backtracked on it. Yeah. Like, um, why do it if you're going to backtrack all the time? Which again goes back to my theory that Ron is on a mission to ruin the Hortons. I don't think it's just Ron, though. I think it's the show in general, because yeah. a lot... So, let's not put something on Ron that may not be his fault. I will say that. Tony, you're right. It, it's been like this for a while, because... I mean, because, think about it. Have we have we liked anything the Hortons have done in the last 10 years? Think I about don't... it. Since Alice died, has there been anything you've really enjoyed that any of the Hortons have done? No. Because they become so sanctimonious and exactly, and Ron's only been on this show since 2017, so we cannot put this at his feet. 
True. It, 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 it just was so sanctimonious. And you know who a family who used to be sanctimonious and then looked at themselves and was like, well, hell, we can't judge anybody? The Bradys. The, yeah. The yeah. Bradys, Sean and Caroline, if you go back Sean to- more so. Caroline yeah. Caroline was always more, always more open-minded because she had a bit of a past, so she was never one to cast judgment. Sean, however, ooh, he could cast judgment harder than anybody. That that early years of the Brady family, they were shitty. You could not do yeah. anything without them judging you until Caroline's affair came out, Marlena's affair came out, and all of Sammy's misdeeds came out. That's when they were like, okay, look, we can't judge anybody anymore at this point. And they became this relatable, cool, and down-to-earth family. The Hortons, I don't know what happened and made them so sanctimonious and judgmental. But it was like around the time Alice died. What was that? I said when they're so messy. Exactly. On top of mess, on top of mess. It seemed like after Alice died, there was a shift. I I think so too. And I feel like there's there's more Hortons than any other family in, on days. Yeah. If you think about it. So. Uh, yeah, because at least 95% of the cast is at least 1% Horton somewhere. Exactly. Um. It's just a bad look. And I really hope, you know, when we first got into the year, I was really, really hoping and saying to you guys that I hope they do a massive reboot of the Hortons. Because if it keeps going the way it's going... I'm going to hate everybody but Jennifer Rose at this point. And Laura. But anyway. For as long, for as, long I, as she's I, still... I was promised we would talk about it. Hey, you brought it. I mean... Next order of business. <laughs> Lauren Coslow decided to do an interview on the many loves of Kate, so to speak. And Talk about ba- an actress being out of touch. Good God. <laughs> and she basically said that she feels like Eduardo Hernandez was the love of Kate's life. Now, oh. hold on. Hold on before we drag her. <laughs> we did, decided to do a little poll on the official Twitter. And six, out of 89 votes, 66% of you guys thought that Roman Brady was the love of Kate's life. Now, as an official Cayman stan, I have to agree. I feel like Lauren Coslow just felt like, well, I, you know, A. Martinez was the best kiss and the best to roll around with, so he had to be Kate's <laughs> lover. Yeah, life. no, it's Roman, hands down. I don't know what Lauren Coslow was smoking to have said that, but she and Eduardo weren't even together long enough to qualify for anything. I would have accepted her to say Clyde over Eduardo. And I hated her. You know what, though? Like, honestly, the only relationships that Kate's had that I feel like had any weight to them were Roman and Victor. Everybody else is just sort of. Shallow. I've always said that Kate has three loves of her life Bill, Roman, and Victor. Yep. The only reason I, I mean, I kind of agree with Bill because Bill gave her Lucas, but they never actually fully explored the Bill Kate relationship on screen. On we said we was going to talk about that next week, Tony. <laughs> I think he's the one that got away for her because 
that that's always going to be her big what if. I mean, I can see. <laughs> that's going to be in my next read for next week. I'm promising you guys. But um, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, Roman for me has been her best like pairing. Yeah. You've yeah. actually seen that growth, and they weren't. She wasn't scheming against him like she did with Victor. But my thing, uh, my thing, I just don't see how. I don't mind mind Eduardo. I like the character, but like, were they the even together I, longer than five minutes? No, no. <laughs> like I don't get it, and I like a, a Martinez as well. So I just don't get how. How he's the best pairing, according to her. Eduardo and Eve had more chemistry than Eduardo and Kate. Mm. But even still, like, when you see scenes of Roman and Kate together, like, when they was looking at little Hennessy through the window. (laughs) (laughs) I'm not calling that baby by his given name. I'm sorry. I'm not calling him that old-ass name. (laughs) But when they was looking at Hennessy through the window... And they was like, can you believe we're great grandparents? And, and that, that was such a weird line. That was such a weird line because Ari already existed. They said, we don't know her. Because y'all know they throw her to a nanny every chance they get. <laughs> you know that Ari's going to come back as a hellfire teenager because she's, oh, she's the new... I'm excited for the next generation of characters. When you when you think about it, like all of the characters that have been born and like that have been around for at least four or five years, they're gonna be great characters when they're sourced. Yeah. But Michelle well, looking at little Hennessy and saying, I can't <laughs> believe we're great grandparents. The chemistry was even still in that scene. I don't know. Every they time haven't... they're in scenes together, I'm like, why are they not together? Their no. one and only obstacle was Sammy. Sammy was the only thing that she ever kept them apart. And at this point, Sammy doesn't give a shit. At all. It, it's like they have something in their contract. Like, we're going to make fans sweat for another 20 years. <laughs> they ain't, and they kind of teased them when Ron took, took over back in 2017. I was like, yes, we're Please. finally going to get him again. And then they're like, nope. Well... Psych. We do know that it's ba- basically based on what the writers think of that couple. Because, you know, I follow Cola Booth, y'all, and she be giving me odd looks tea when I ask little questions. Yeah, I, I, I don't know how much of that tea is reliable. True, but it makes sense. It makes sense based on what she was saying. Because I was asking about Lucas and Sammy, and basically... She was saying the writer's room did not see Lucas as a viable lead in the romance compared to EJ. So that's why they went ahead and broke that couple up. So they basically feel, someone in that writer's room feel like Roman and Kate would not make a good couple for XYZ reasoning. When it's really, it's it's both of their best couples because, I'm sorry, Lauren is the only person that Josh has had any chemistry with. Agreed. It's true. Lauren is on, the only one that Roman has really had a relationship with. 
Come on, were we supposed to believe that him and Anna were going to be a long-term thing? I mean, and they had him with Billy, Krista Allen's Billy. We also don't discuss the one night. No, no. I don't know why you brought that up. We forget her like Karen and Rayma. Remember the Cole and Roman hookup? Oh my God. Okay, now hold on now. I'm going to have to read you. They don't bring that up, so we ain't bringing it up. Right? But they have, but we say all this to say that they have temp tested him with other people, including at one point Marlena, again, when they were held hostage on New Salem Island and all that mess. And I kind of like that, even though I don't want them to get back together. When I tell you that there was anti-chemistry between Josh and Deidre, it was terrible. I like, feel, look, Roman in, that. Roman in the 90s was trash. Like, he absolute. was so mean for, like, no reason. But, like, he was, like, absolute <laughs> trash. But at least there was chemistry between Deidre and Wayne. When they fought, when it got yeah. ugly, like... You only go to those places when you have trust and chemistry. Like, but there was there was none of that with Josh. The only person he's ever had that kind of chemistry with was Lauren. But I, I will say this: I did like that little storyline when Roman and Marlene got back together. Because you know, when you about to die, you go back to what you know. But <laughs> yeah, no, it it, it didn't work. You think it's a good friend chemistry? I don't get anything romantic. Yeah, they give good friend yeah. chemistry because and co-parenting chemistry because that scene where Eric left and they yes. both just sat there and yeah. Funny, I was just watching that because I was clipping something and I was just watching that scene earlier this morning. And you could feel, I'm not a parent, but if you're a parent, anyone listening who's a parent and has seen their child walk out the door, you could feel that energy from them. So they have amazing co-parenting chemistry and amazing friend chemistry they just wouldn't go romantic but the thing is with that with Deidre and Drake when you seen the mountaintop do you really want to go back down anywhere else yeah no it's true like you can't that their chemistry is lightning in a bottle and you can't you can't even try to make it seem like that they would be better with anybody else because it's just not the truth yeah well Came, team came in all the way. <laughs> I mean, that's all I have to say. That's that's it. That's all. Um, exactly. We are to my favorite portion. Wait, there is one news item that we forgot. What is it? Uh, the network exec change at NBC. I didn't know how to interpret that, so I didn't add it. But Tony, go ahead and add it in. So, resident encyclopedia, y'all. Thank y'all. <laughs> so basically uh nbc has done some network restructuring and bruce evans who's been the law uh i think he was the vice president in charge of programming uh hit one of his many duties was he was the one overseeing the uh network aspect of days of our lives he is no longer employed with nbc and now two other people one of which is a female holds his position so it's going to be interesting to see what that looks like going forward. I'm choosing to think positively Same. that maybe this could be a good thing. Cause from what I understand, some of Bruce Evans interact like interferences with days weren't always for the best. So as supportive as he was for days, some of the ways he chose to show that support weren't actually 
for the best. So hopefully these new two new people can come in, actually help, maybe get us some more money. Wouldn't that be nice? Child. And Listen, it could if, actually if we can get my be a good thing. House back, I'll be satisfied for five years. And and we at one of them is a female. And I'm sorry, a female voice in power with all of the misogyny we have going on currently behind the scenes at days can't hurt. It, it reminds me of you remember in the news headlines where CBS were getting new heads of daytime and ABC decided to do yeah, a bunch of restructuring it, and things changed. It just for the happened better. on ABC a, a couple yeah. of months ago. They got rid of Vicky Gummer. I'm just hoping that these new people in charge are lovers of soap and lovers of the genre. Yeah. And aren't those type of executives who come in like, oh, this is a dying genre anyway. Why do we have to do this? Then the third. I'm praying that yeah. it all and works I'm out. Well, guys, that was a long-winded news segment. But hey, we got a lot to discuss. <laughs> hey, that's that's the heaviest news segment we've had since we launched. Yes. But it is time for my favorite portion of the week. The weekly recap. Let's go. Do you have your drinks ready, y'all? Yes, I do. Sure do. Now, Tony, you know good and where you enjoy. <laughs> no, I'm drinking. Uh, hell, I'm drinking water, but I got it. I have my good little margarita ready. So let's jump into it. First off, we're going to start it small and work our way up. First off, Nicole and Rafe discuss her constant disappointments with Eric. It's a step up from Rafe talking about him shooting blanks all week. At least, I just need them to throw that fucking bear out the window. Throw it out the window, light it on fire, just kill it, get it gone. Um, I'm really not happy with the direction that that this storyline is taking. Like, I'm sorry, the Roman jumped out of Eric and it is not cute. Like, Eric is, Eric is doing what his father did and it's not cute. I I just don't understand for what reason do y'all have to go out and ruin these people's marriage? Like they could have very easily presumed him dead. Like that phone call could have been a a a cop or something in like like let's say Eric was on his way home and the plane crashed at a layover in London and that was the London police letting her know that her husband was presumed dead. Or they could have very well just recast Eric. Hell, they didn't brought everybody and their mama on this show. That's what they should have done. Like I'm, I, I feel like Eric and Nicole's fan base has just been through so much. They've been brutalized. They have been they have been abused. Like it's don't talk to a level. About it, y'all don't talk about it. They've been through so much and been given so little in return. I feel like the only like fan base that has kind of been jerked around more is probably us Sammy and Lucas people. Yeah. Yeah. No, it's Y'all really stabbing me in the heart today, y'all. Listen, (laughs) it is hard to be a Lumi fan. Woo. I'm trying to keep hope alive, but they. Listen, I have more hope now than I than I have in the last ten years. But it's like they they really just should have recast Eric because that whole white savior send off that they gave him was a problem to begin with. 
and yeah. continued absence at this point. You were married for five minutes. You, you, and you, the problem is they didn't they didn't want Greg to leave and they had the hubris and the ego to think that they could convince him to stay. Well maybe I was if you would actually say that, but I didn't want to start it in Romans. And yeah, maybe if you had him. actually done what you had promised and actually written a story that was worth a damn for him, he would have stayed. But when you make him an afterthought in the death of his own child, it I basically don't blame makes him own, for walking. Make, Basically made their wedding look like a cheap sex in the city ending. Listen, they didn't even have a photographer on set to take those the pictures. Oh, they, they his thing. How are you the afterthought at your own wedding? They made that wedding about Sammy's return. Yes, that's it. And it after was, that, it I know was even prom- was pissed. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure that might that might have been the moment he decided to leave. Yeah, I think so too. I know I'll be pissed. I'll be like, I can't even have my own damn wedding to myself. I, I mean, just, a wedding I just don't have literal decades in the making. Exactly. People waited 22 years for that wedding. I know I did, but damn it. <laughs> and like the actual wedding was nice and the vows were beautiful and the flashbacks were great. Like, I don't ship Ericole like that, but I felt really happy for the fans because they at least got something. But the lack of promotion around it, the lack of care, the lack of attention, it just, and even the story after that, they were, because I'm also, you know, I've been clipping a lot of Allie scenes and just kind of rewatching some of her story. They were supporting her from the minute she got to town and it was so never they, about them. It was always about her. They were supporting characters, basically. Yeah. The only thing that would make this up for me is if Eric returns with a little black baby and they decide <laughs> to raise it. That's it. That's it. That's all. That's the only reason he stayed for an extra three months to get confirmation on the adoption paperwork. That's it. Or you know what? It, it, it's probably too late now because it's been so many months. But why couldn't she have gotten pregnant? Like, because they they were together the night before she left. I don't know. Right? The night before that. he left. So she could have gotten pregnant, and that would have been a way to introduce or recast Eric. Like she calls him like a month or so down the line and says, Baby, I'm pregnant. You have to come home. And that's how you introduce a new Eric. I don't want to see that, mainly because every time Nicole gets pregnant, they find a way to make it a tragedy for her. I don't have it in me anymore to watch. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I'm still so mad that they got her. That I'm still so mad that that both of her pregnancies she lost, and that second one was even more brutal because she was so close to delivering. And I was like, oh, this is just mean. That that is why I will always be a Nicole fan because. I know we have a lot of people who like bitches who be like, well, you can understand what they're going through, why they did this, that, and the third. Nicole, you can genuinely understand because Nicole has not caught a break since birth. No. This is the first time she's actually had. Yeah, and she actually went to jail for switching babies, unlike Xander. Yes, I'm still bitter. And this is the first time she's actually had peace as a character. With someone she loves, she has the family she's always wanted, and now they're doing di- doing this to it. It pisses me off because, and I hate the fact that she's in scenes with Rafe every single goddamn day. And it's not even about Rafe. They have no clue what to do with Nicole and Rafe, yeah. but 
it, and it's, it's like that every time Ray tries to get with somebody, it's a dirty Mac. He has not. <laughs> I'm so glad I have somebody on this podcast who knows what dirty Mac means. It's true. It's true. Rafe is the John McVeigh of Salem. Oh yeah. my God, he is! Ooh. Yes, he is. And there, but he doesn't have the fire chemistry with Natalie to make up for it. He, he has not gotten anyone on his own merit. Sammy, well, you know EJ was never good enough for you. Hope, well, you know since your husband's not coming back, the only one he got on his own merit was Jordan. That is it. I mean, can you even say that since Jordan, the whole entire reason that Jordan came to town was to rehab him back after what happened with Stefano? So it, it's kind he of... He didn't a- take her from anybody, though. Well, no, that's true. He he literally had to take Sammy away from somebody. Even well, no, Kate. Sam, Kate was Sammy, just awful. Sammy was single. Let, let, let's not... Yeah. Let, Let's not re let's not rewrite history here. Sammy was single and in witness protection. She exactly. was not dating EJ. She was not dating Lucas. She wasn't dating anybody. If anything, EJ took her from rape. I said what I said at your mama. <laughs> I look at it like this. Everybody knows Sammy was still having feelings for both Lucas and EJ, and then rape swooped in. No, that. That's not how it played. You could, That is not how it played at all. She didn't have feelings for EJ. She was terrified of EJ the entire reason. Yeah, she, I remember that story vividly. I remember Rafe like, being the one protecting her and she was like in a house or something. Yeah. She yeah, was set himself up as the safe, stable, good option at a time where she needed that. But he does because that with she, everybody. Exactly. And the problem with that is... He he does that with everyone, and then he doesn't understand why, why it doesn't work. Yeah, like my dude, you have to be the rebound guy every single time, and it's annoying. <laughs> well, speaking of Rafe, his little sister is the root of the marriage drama again because Jake and Tony discuss her business proposal, and it eventually leads to Jake giving Gabby some disappointing news. I will have to say, I I actually enjoyed the the Gabby rape scene that preceded this too. Like where they like, I love them both the most when they're in sibling mode. Yeah. I just want to say that. Um, and I loved, and even the Jake Tony conversation was great too. Tony's just makes all things Demara that much better. He does. He's he's a very needed presence, and yes. I hope that they're smart enough to recognize that and, and keep him and keep Leanne too because she's I love her. Long as they don't have him dressing like the black spy from that Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that I was, that those times when the Demeras were like this evil family. They're, I don't get them right now. Like, are they're they good? They're trying to make them into this corporate gray family that they're not. I think they're trying to make Stop the Damaris the Chandlers. Storylines. They're trying Dang. to. You know what? I just figured it out. They're trying to make the Damaris the Chandlers. Oh, nobody can be the Chandlers. I'm sorry. The Chandlers are the Chandlers. But I mean, you you, you see the connections there. Yes, though, right? I do. And, and the if we're gonna do that, then they're foil. They're gonna have to kind of kick it up a notch over there with, in Kiriakis Land. So we get that whole Chandler Cortland uh, thing, yeah. Yeah. yeah, 
but at the we're, same, are we really about to resurrect the eighty-six-year-old beef between Victor and Stefano with their? What are we on now? Children, grandchildren, Ch- children. Well, I mean, Philip and Gabby are about to be thrown into each other's orbits because, uh, yeah, I'm assuming she's going to go to Titan now that Jake has turned her down. I will say, I did like the scene with Jake and Gabby. With Gabby there was one scene that with them. I don't. I'm. I'm not feeling anything, but I did like that last scene with uh, Jake and Gabby in the kitchen, where he said that he's never going to be Stefan. Exactly. Yeah, oh, I like that because I can see. I can see, like, her trying to be with him because of Stefan. Like, I don't know. I just. I just remember like finding that scene to be interesting. Yeah, and you know what it was too. This was the first time. That Gabby hasn't played the entitlement card since she's been back. We actually got to see vulnerability from both of them, and it worked. It did. Yes, it did. But I want to say this. This is as far as a business storyline I want to see from days. Because I'm getting real tired of them going deep into these business storylines, and they're falling flat. We have not had a good business storyline since the 90s. We don't have the budget for it anymore. We don't have the time for it anymore. So they just need to leave it on the playground. Agreed. Yeah, they're, they, Days is not the young and the restless. They, exactly. The young and the restless has a budget to do business storylines. We can see them go into the office. We can see them with products. We can see them with fashions. We don't have the budget. So it seems like you're talking about business, but you're not showing me anything. So for all I damn near know, y'all could be end up drawing a construction paper for business and y'all think I'm supposed to be invested for this. And listen, my mom is an offline soap viewer. She knows about it. She only knows soap Twitter and everything through osmosis, through what I tell her. But her biggest complaint, whenever we watch anything with Demera or anything like that, is she's like, why is this a thing? What is the Demera board? Why does this exist? She has the exact same complaints as we all do on Soap Twitter, and she's not even on Soap Twitter. So that, to me, is very telling. I wouldn't mind it if we had the budget to actually see something going on. Oh, I still would, because the fact that the Demera board exists when this was, like, Stefano's Demera's company was never supposed to be this. Right. If this was a viable brand, I mean, they put money into it, genuine story attention into it. I wouldn't like, mind it. And I don't Their understand why they... the past were shady. It's, right. It wasn't like this. Like, even I don't if, get it. And even if they were going to do like a clean, like a clean business model, like why don't they do that as some sort of brand partnership with like Walmart or Kohl's and actually release some of the Gabby Chic stuff? Because they don't like, have the common sense to do. But I mean, that would that would be a good yeah. way to kind of generate income for the show and buzz for the show. But I no, would um, think. Hold on, Tony. To um, answer your question, well, your comment that um, the business wasn't supposed to be like this. It didn't get this way until Chad came into the Demera fold, and not really even then. Is when he finally decided he wanted to go into the business and make it clean. That's no, was it was, oh well, yeah, oh yeah, to make it clean. Stuff. Yeah, what was that, like? 2015, two... 2016? Yeah, something like that. Maybe 2014, actually. Yes, it might have been the start of 2014 and worked its way up, but that's when they really tried to push Demera Enterprises down that throat. It was 2014, because that's, yes, it started, you know what? I know exactly where it started. It started with Sammy and Kate. 
when they were yes mm-hmm. yes it was it was yeah. 2014 that's exactly where it started and it's been like this for the last seven years and i'm done and that's when they really tried to push the mirror enterprise down my throat but what they don't what? realize is when you don't have the budget to make these business storylines look good and keep us invested leave them on the playground just say it in passing but i will say this since they come up with this basic black set I'm actually invested in what Basic Black is doing. Yeah. When you see the connection, when you have a set and you have some decent sets and fashions on our screen, people get invested. When you have people from Titan working out the Kiriakis Mansion, I don't give a damn. Right. But I mean, they and they do have the Titan offices now, but they don't use them as much because that set is is repurposed as so many other things that if it's playing the role of Jada Marlena's townhouse today, well, then if there's Titan stuff going on, then it has to be happening out of the Kiriakis living room. Exactly. You, we don't have the budget. We don't have the money. Like Prince said, I ain't got no money. He ain't got it. <laughs> so just leave it on the playground. That's all I have to say about these business storylines at this point, because I've been saying this for weeks to you guys. And I just way, hate business storylines. Yeah, you know, you know what I wish they could have left on the playground though, just to kind of act as a transition point here. And I wonder if this is where you're going to next. The wigs. Actually, we're gonna go one more because we have one more notch up our belt on our belt before we get there. Oh. Well, speaking of Gabby, her ex fiance and his baby mama tracked Dr. Rayner to Chicago and eventually found information that led them to Vivian and Yvonne. See how I segwayed that. <laughs> okay. How do we feel about Linda Downs Vivian now that we have a couple more days under our belt? Tony, I've been I talking love to it. you about this for days. Why can't we have Linda Dano on long term? I am so sad that it's only here for two, two weeks. weeks. Because yeah. for one, she captures that ambiance of Vivian. Yes, she's got the she's got the gravitas that Robin was missing. And she's capturing she, the essence of Vivian, like oh, so good. Yes, she's one of those older actresses that is still hungry to work, and is still so gracious to fans of the genre for making her. Did y'all see that little Instagram post she made? It yeah, was, it was so sweet. It was so <laughs> gracious. And so forthcoming. She was genuinely happy to be back working. And she was, mm-hmm. she has that fire that basically is like, this is my craft. I want to give my craft to you. So when I see actresses like that, especially when so many people have used this genre as a shit shoot, when they move on to different things, here's looking at you, Jen Lilly. <laughs> <clears throat> Had to throw that little shade in there. When they use this genre as a shit shoot to move on to other things, to see people who are genuinely happy to be working in this genre, it makes my heart full. And I want to see more actresses and actors like that. I'm sorry I had to get my little two cents on that. Because <laughs> no, that's perfect. But I got to say, I loved uh, Vivian and Yvonne. I did not expect Vivian not to know what Yvonne was up to. Like, that was my theory at one point, but I didn't actually expect to be right. right. I, I felt like that was a very good sweet spot in that story. 
I thought it was an interesting twist. I expected Vivian to be behind it all. Yeah, the but yeah, exactly. But she's gonna now that Ilani are like held hostage, basically in the room. Um, she's gonna switch around and basically want to kill them. Yeah, I literally thought she was gonna pivot the minute she saw the babies. Yeah, I thought so too. Like, was it Thursday's episode or Wednesday? Yeah. Thursday. She was. Like, she saw the babies, and I was like, "Yeah, now she it's clicking for her." But it, like, it didn't. It didn't. Um. So, how do we, I want to know? How do you guys feel about the way Ilani uh, went about it? Like on Friday. Yeah, when they confronted Yvonne. I I've under- seen mixed opinions. I understood what they were com- where they were coming from they needed to have a backup plan and they needed to have somebody there hello Sean Douglas to be there to like get the drop on him because i'm i understand what they were thinking but also like they clearly when they were dealing with Rainer they had the cops on backup cuz you heard the sirens in the background when they dragged her off there is no reason why they couldn't have done the same thing here right they could have achieved the same result a different way. Well, my, I feel like the... Go ahead. <laughs> Sorry, well, my opinion on the story is, and God help me, but I'm really trying to get into it. It is just... It's hit a plateau for me. Is it not airing much enough for you? That. And th- that's one of the main reasons. It's like, well, damn. It didn't pick up for me until Vivian showed up. And my issue is, with a story like this, and I know we don't have the money for it, but when you have a story like this, we need big budget on-location shoots. But no, you don't. I don't they think so. They didn't do that. Okay, well, like, when when um, when Andrew Donovan was kidnapped, they did not do a big location shoot to get him back. It, it, it uh, just- they didn't. They didn't even do a big location shoot when Lexi kidnapped Zach after the I, baby switch reveal. It, it I don't recall like, any location shoots for kidnapping it like just babies. Like they're supposedly supposed to be in Chicago, but I'm like, girl, you in the west side of Salem. You ain't fooling nobody. <laughs> I mean, I, but I mean, the way they report- how soaps have always done, even when we had a budget. Yeah. So like, if you're asking for re- something you're not going to get. I know the way they redressed the really it actually it actually worked because it looked like they were in another city. They did. Um, they, they completely redressed. Like that's technically the same apartment we saw when we when they premiered Robin Strasser's Vivian, but the set looked completely different. I mean, it was the same set, but they completely redecorated it before they le- they let it look like the main townhouse we always see, whether it be John and Marlena's or Stephen Kayla's. This time, they left it with the Titan office feel and just gave it like different decor, decor and it worked. And I, it I, did. I would also like to say it's lasting. It's not lasting long enough. For me. But I'm glad it's not lasting long because we're going to have Paulina and Chanel yeah. show up really I mean, I soon. I think that's why that's it's not lasting point. long. They're dovetailing it into something else. Yeah. 
So I'm glad. I, I mean, I don't want their baby. Like, they just what? had their babies. And a couple of months ago, they had Christian drama. I'm, I mean, like, give them two minutes of happiness before we, like, head into next drama. Because I think there's going to be Exactly. Because think about it. So, First of all, this was, this was not going to be 1985 and Andrew Donovan being gone for a year. That was never happening. I knew well, it wasn't gonna last that long, but I, I would mean, at least. It's been like two it. months almost. But even backtrack, but feel like it though because it's been so stretched out. Well, yeah, it's been like got chopped up and like a piece here, a piece there. It's and not like nobody I mean, else but Julie. Pacing, the pacing has been like slow. It should have been aired like more weekly, like two, three, two, three days a week, but. Generally, the story is solid. I think um, the pacing is what's ruined it for me because when it comes onto the screen, I'm like, oh, we're doing this story today. I guess I'll get into it. It's not something <laughs> that's being led as a cliffhanger or anything that makes me go, oh, I can't wait to see what's going on in this next. But also, too, like, Eli and Lonnie haven't exactly had a happy period. You had the angst with Kristen ever since, like, September. If you go further back, like May, even May twenty twenty. Well, okay, that that's when she did what she did. But they they kind of had happiness leading up to finding out they were pregnant, the wedding, and all of that. So we kind of had a happy period there. Then they got married, and then right after they got married, it led into the Kristen drama coming back around. Then yeah. you had Eli lying. Then you had Lonnie finding out about the lie. Then they were apart until Christmas. They were happily reunited for five minutes. Then they had the babies and then their babies were taken. So yeah, they haven't had a lot of happy <laughs> times. So I feel like dragging out too long would be like, it would be different if we had seen them together and united and happy all the way up through the pregnancy, all the way, you know, if they, yeah, exactly. if they, if their angst had started with the kidnapping, I could see it going four or five, maybe six months, but this yeah. being just another thing that they have gone through in the last six months, just like this entire this, year. I will also it's like too much for them, but I get it. Like, Couples need angst, and I love this, but I feel like I just needed it to air more consistently, but otherwise than that, the story has been the best story for Ilani. I would so also like a character change of Lonnie. No, absolutely make, not. It didn't make sense. As in, like, make her this generation's Lexi. Yep. Make her an interesting character because she is. Are you? She what is. Okay, now. Mm. Mm. Go ahead, Dylan. Was Lexi an interesting character? Lexi Demera was. Y yes, make her <laughs> for the five, for the five mean, minutes after she, you know, that she kidnapped Zach. But let let's be. I I say this all the time when when we discuss soaps. There is a reason why when you start talking about black female characters. There is a reason why Angela Hubbard and Drusilla Winters are held up to a certain standard that we don't, it, it, they're held up, they're spoken about in a way that we don't speak about Lexi. And that is because Lexi was never permitted to be a fully realized character. 
No, she would never got the story. She never got, she never got the focus. She never got, she never got to be a totally full character. She was always somebody, she was always someone's sounding board. She was always someone's background. And whenever they did give her story, it was cheating. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like Lexi was not, I, I don't want that. For, I, I don't want that for long. And I'm sorry. I think that this is the best character development for Lonnie. Seeing Lonnie in protective mama bear mode with the don't fuck with me attitude. Like it is every damn thing. I, I and it know. is the it's fire. It's the man. fire that the character I mean, has need. There, she's too mad. Her babies are missing. No, even before I'm this, I found her to be a nad. I'm loving the writing for Lonnie. I, I'm seeing her confident, like in, independent, and she's like her being a mama bear. Like she's not gonna be. Some people like really love the writing for Lonnie in 2017 and would like to see that again. But like, I Lonnie is a, Lonnie is a mother now. It's not gonna be the same. And I, I've, I've loved seeing that growth for her. She's gonna yeah, make. It's amazing. Mistake. This is this is the character turn that I've wanted for her. She has a fire in her that I haven't that I've been missing. Look, I mean, yeah, but I'm saying after this, <laughs> because before okay, this story so, kicked off, I was like muted. So you're saying. Face. So you're saying you can't enjoy what's happening now because you're worried about what's coming up after this? Oh, no, this? I'm, saying, I'm saying, I'm speaking long term. I'm enjoying what's going on. Well, okay, Florida. but see, I think, uh, I, think, I think you're too busy thinking long term to enjoy the now. Maybe. That might be my problem because I know because before this storyline, I was muting her scenes because it seemed like every time she was on the screen, she was nagging about something. And as a man, I don't want to hear that. I deal with that enough on my personal life. But I mean, I, she did complain a lot. Listen, during the whole Christian ago, thing, but I, yeah, the I whole got it. thing was weird. I was. I mean, it wasn't even about her being a weird friend. It was just it seemed like every time she was on she was nagging about something. Even when she was going into labor and they made up, she was still nagging. I was like, damn, do you ever shut the hell up? Are you happy? And then. <laughs> The baby storyline, and I could tolerate her again. So I'm praying that after this storyline ends, they don't revert her back into this nagging. I don't think so. I think I think that they might make take her into the overprotective route. Ooh, ooh, I I love it. Yes. While Vivian has become a new mother. Her old partner in crime, Laura Horton, makes an amazing return and gives the mother of all confessions. Let's discuss, y'all. <sighs> okay. Um, where do we want to start? First off, do we? Laura Horton's back. Laura Horton's back. Laura Horton's back. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna be oh. sitting shiver next week, I think. But well. oh my god, my girl, my queen. Casey couldn't tell. He loves Laura. My girl. I'm I'm so glad she's back. Like, I said, you guys, the video, when she opened the door and it was her, I screamed. Now, do we want to discuss the flashbacks of it all, or do we want to jump to the Jack-Laura confrontation? Because I know you and I are not going to agree on that. I'm not speaking on that conversation. conversation. I just want to know why 
the the hair and wardrobe people chose violence. First of all, <laughs> first of all, it was not 1980. It was 1996. <laughs> Because let me tell you, that is not how Jennifer Rose looked in 1996. That was how she looked in 1986. Right. She had the shortcut. I will say, the saving grace of those flashback scenes for me was Emily O'Brien. Yeah, she did a great job. She was amazing. Well, people, I've recently watched those scenes. (laughs) So... You mean the scenes in 1996 that they were kind of saying that they shoehorned these into? Or yes. the actual flashbacks themselves? The um actual episodes of 1996. And I, I just want to point out, I know y'all are working with a shoestring and some bubble gum over there at Dave's, but can you not open your vault and look at that time period to actually get what was going down at that point of time? Because around 1996, I hate to be the well actually person person. That's okay. Face. I'm the well actually person all the time. Go ahead, take it. Around nineteen ninety-six, Laura and Jennifer weren't really walking on eggshells by that point. At that point in time, they were all just getting back from Aramea. And Jack and Jennifer weren't really on the speaking terms. They were friendly for the sake of Abigail, but they weren't working their way together. So that was one lie. Two they aren't, weren't all living together at that point. Jack had eventually moved out at that point. Now, this was also the time in which they had a television show. So, at what point in the 90s did they have a TV show together? That, now, that was right. They still had a show together. Okay. But, by that point, Laura and Jennifer had made up and... They were on a decent cordial accord. They weren't as stressed as they were making it seem to be. Lastly, Laura was still very much in love with Jack at that point. She hadn't met anyone else. So to use this excuse as, oh, you were, they were getting back together. I feel like they were about to, you know, make this shift in their relationship was bullshit because that really wasn't happening. I was still in the mid, like mid-1996, and they still weren't together. Peter was madly in love with Jennifer and vice versa. So it would have made more sense if they would have been was like, was it Was this maybe later in 96? Because they didn't specify exactly what time it was. Now, we know it was 95, 96 based on how old Gwen was. She was eight years old, and... She had to have been... But if that's the case, it's still continuality issues because, again, Jack had moved out. Laura and Jennifer weren't tense anymore. But was there there a time at any point where they all lived in the house where they were all... Was there a time in which this could have actually worked is what I'm saying. 1995 and even still, Jennifer was still in love with Peter. They weren't working towards getting back together at all. But but even in, in the flashbacks, though, they... We're, I can't even say 1995 because the last half of 1995, they were in Aramea. She didn't find out. Actually, they weren't even in the house when Jennifer found out about that affair. They were still in Aramea. So this was definitely post-Aramea. Definitely post-Aramea, but by then, everything was working itself out. Okay, because in the flashbacks... 
they played it like Laura could see that Jennifer, even though she was with Peter, was was having feelings for Jack. At that point, so, she was so peeved that Jack, she didn't want anything to do with him. Yeah, that's that's where the disconnect is. I I think they're kind of leaning on that whole you know soulmate trope where everybody knew that they'd eventually work it out. And, 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 she, but, and first maybe, off, Laura wasn't and, even hearing none of that. She was like, look, you with Peter, I'm finna go get with Jack. If I can help it. She wasn't hearing all that soulmate stuff. So it seems like they're just pulling stuff out the sky to make the story work. And that's what's really peeving me off about the story. I can't get in, into it anymore. The only saving grace is I love Laura Horton so much. That's it. But if I didn't, and I knew what went down back in the day, I'd be like, they're just pulling stuff out of the sky to make this work. I will say, I'm happy that they went... Look, they, no matter how you slice it, retconning this wasn't going to work. However, I'm glad... I'm glad kind of that they went this route, because, I don't know, it just makes me happy as a Jack and Jennifer fan to know that this child was conceived before he met Jennifer. I would have even accepted if Laura was like, I was so in love with Jack, and I already felt like Jennifer was competition enough. Yeah, but yeah, because I know you weren't thrilled that she brought up that it was their relationship was a mistake. And let me tell you right or something. Why? See, Tony, you shouldn't have reminded me because I wasn't going to let it slide. <laughs> Don't you ever in your life try to write that Jack and Laura was the biggest mistake of their lives because Laura was in love with that man. She damn loved him more than Bill. So don't y'all ever try to try, try to take that away from me. I'm sorry. Y'all will never know peace from me again because y'all said that. <laughs> like, how dare you? If you ever watch those scenes, they were making love. They were having a one-night stand. Okay, y'all can continue. I'm sorry. No, that's okay. Um, Cause y'all know, y'all... I'm I'm sorry, but they should have got married. It wouldn't have lasted long, but something should have happened. <laughs> <It wouldn't have lasted. laughs> you know, it wouldn't have lasted long because he would have had a. That's the type of person Jack is. Jack is a bastard. He would have slept with Jennifer while married. Um, he absolutely would have. Yeah. Now, don't try so, to I... everybody know Jack is a bastard, Tony. So I want to know. I want to know whose side are you on? Listen, I'm Team Jack and the Jack Laura confrontation. I'm sorry, what Laura did had disastrous, un- unforeseen consequences, and Jack has every right to be pissed, and Jack has every right to say exactly what he said. And you have every I mean, right to be wrong. Bite bowls. But I anyways, have... <laughs> no, 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 it's not a wrong opinion. It's just an opinion. Now, and I'm sorry, what she did. In that lie, because not only because she let Tiffany believe that Jack paid her off. Okay, so you it's should have laid down with a coke whore. Anyways. <clears throat> no, no, no. Okay, no, no. Let, let, let's back that up because I, I, that's well, a bullshit no, no, no. Let's bullshit. Well, no, we'll that's a bullshit argument. Later, so that's a bullshit argument. That's a bullshit argument. Because here's here's why that's a bullshit argument. Because he was a single man, and she did not have a neon sign above her I'm head single. I'm saying, not "I." Drug you, but if he didn't know she was a drug addict, you know, they a met, when you see one. But we'll it was get to 1988. We'll get to you don't know that. This is part of my new segment, y'all. So. I get <laughs> that you're wanting to read Jack Devereaux for filth, but I'm going to say what I'm going to say right now. You are wrong. 
That is a bullshit argument. You're wrong opinion, dear. Okay, what do you two think? <laughs> Go ahead, Dylan. <laughs> I, I, mm, I get Jack's anger, and I think that he's entitled to that. I, I do think though that the thing that he said about Mike, come on with it, problematic, and cancel every wrong act that Laura did to me, in, in my opinion. <laughs> Yeah, that was over the line because of exactly why she kept that secret. And it's not a secret anymore. So it's not like he didn't know exactly. I, I'll be talking about this later in my something on. And given Jack's history, that is a place the that last he has person. Come on with it. Come on with it. No business going there. None at all. It's inexcusable and it's indefensible. That is where he stepped over Once the line. Cross a line. Everything else was you know everything else to me was justifiable but when he went there okay you okay every right thing that you said but, in my opinion i okay. do I, I will say i do like that he brought up that she was a psychologist and she should have known better because she should have i had no problem with that it's when he started hitting below the belt that really made me go okay that counts as everything you're saying because you're dead wrong now especially considering your history but we'll get to that right like there are, there are certain places, certain characters cannot go. That is a place he cannot go. Period. And I was pissed at Jennifer for a minute. What the fuck for? Because <laughs> look, I don't know about y'all, but in the black community, my mama could be wrong. But you yeah, you don't talk to my mama crazy. It's it. I don't care what she did. It's gonna go down. Soon as I heard Jack, I if, I, if I was Jennifer and I heard Jack yelling that mess, I would have came downstairs. Now watch it, Jack. Okay, but we're finna be fighting both of us, period. Me and my mama can work that out after and, we stop. And Laura could have been like, oh, thank you, baby. I was like, okay, well, hold on. You finna get your read, but it's finna come from me. Right. You finna talk to my mama. You don't my mama crazy. Exactly. It's not Like, I, I don't know. I, look, I realize you were raised by Angelica and y'all do things differently over there. No, he would have caught some hands that way. <laughs> over here. You, you, don't, you don't talk to my mama crazy. Especially okay. when you know my brother. Boy, no, I the hoarding house that, that that is a situation that that is a place that he had no business going. I will say though, I think we're just gonna like we could just because I mean that's that's an instance of a lot of things. That's kind of the same thing as like Kristen and Nicole and Brady fighting outside of Julie's place on New Year's Eve, and John and Marlena having like not having anything to do with it, and they're like ten feet away. So Days unfortunately does things like that. Should Jennifer have come downstairs and calmed everything down? Maybe. But she was also trying to process everything herself. She might not have, like, like I loved the way that Katie McLean was playing it as Jennifer, as Laura was telling them what happened because she said not a single word, but the rage and the anger was all over her face. She was too pissed to even say anything. And I actually loved, even though the whole it's okay thing was kind of like, yeah, no, it's really not. But the way that Abigail was calming Laura down when Laura was kind of getting so upset was something that Jennifer always used to do in the 90s. So I kind of loved the whole passing of the torch there. But no, it. this is how the scene should have went. It should have started off with Jack and Laura. 
And then once Jack started hinging off of, okay, you putting it a little too far, Jennifer sort of stepped in and been like, look, Jack, you need to calm down. And then Laura be like, you know, oh, thank you, Jennifer. You know, I'm trying to explain. Wait a minute now, Mom. You're not the hook. You're right. I just say he needed to calm down. I, I do wonder, though, if something might have been cut around. Because, like, the way they dissolved it, like, it went from Gwen into Jack and Laura was, and, and Jennifer was behind him. And then we had Laura outside the house. So what if there was a moment where she came in and kind of got everything calmed down, and then we just didn't see it. No, Laura ended up leaving. But we saw Laura leave. Right, but did but did we see her walk? Because I know we saw her standing outside the house later, but was that before or after the dissolve shot? Well, we saw her walk to the door. Did we? Okay, I didn't remember. Mm-hmm. I just feel like, uh, how did y'all feel about the... um? Abigail and Gwen scenes where she was basically saying you were right. I love that and I love that Abigail told her the truth without telling her that the person was Laura. Yeah. I feel like if Abigail was in that house she would have stopped Jack from going after Laura like that. Well yeah because she was trying to make everything okay for Laura but, in that moment but, but I will say the no, one I'm thing saying, that- um, your point is where how Jennifer used to calm Laura down Abigail has really taken that mental, especially considering her deal, dealing with mental illness. Yeah. She knows how it feels to have everyone gang up on her and how that can basically put a damper on your mental state. So I love that that bond that they have now. I wish we see more of it, but you know. I, I could have done without the Chad and Gwen thing, especially since Why they cut Chad the Chad even there? Yeah, I like because they cut the Chad and rape scene where Chad actually covered for Abigail. Like that didn't make air. There was a spoiler picture, but it didn't make air. So then he just randomly appeared at her hotel room, and I liked the moment where he like took the mic up off of her face. But Chad did not need to be there for any of that. That could have just been Abigail and Gwen, and would have been absolutely fine. Because I am loving new Abigail right now. Like the whole like character shift, and like she's actually strong. And and kind of you uni- like she's actually being the strong one for her family right now, whereas her family is usually being the strong one for her. So I really like the role reversal there. Now my thing is, sadly, I already see the writing on the wall that they're working on getting Chappy back together. Well, she's moving back into the house next week. Exactly. But but let me finish real fast. Go ahead. I hope that now that Gwen knows that. It wasn't Jack. It was all Laura's doing. That they don't try to redeem her and make her daddy's little girl in this and third. Because this is what I want to happen. I want Chad and Abigail to get back together and Gwen to still be on Abigail's neck. And I want... I I said before with you guys, I see this dynasty dynamic with them. I want eventually for Gwen to get all her hands on the mirror money. And they, I want them to trot out the Mara staircase again. And I want her on the staircase. And I want Chad and Abigail walking into the house and seeing their luggage on the floor. And be like, what's going on? That that The bigger Demera mansion set might actually be making a comeback in the next couple months. Just oh, Okay, so we see her come downstairs. Oh, you don't know? I own all the stock in Demera Enterprises. So please, get your trashy TJ Maxx fashions out of my house. 
And it was except Gabby owns that house and it's not a part of Demare Enterprises, so I don't really know. Uh, how right. But okay, although it, yeah, right. they're doing the thing with that house that the the bold and the beautiful does with Forrester Creations, where ownership is determined by whatever story they want to tell at the time. And we're I just, thought Demare Enterprises owned it. It did at one point, but then when Stefan became the CEO of Demare Enterprises, he separated it. And when he signed everything over to to Gabby, he signed over the company and the house, but they were separate. So that's why she got to keep the house even after Stefan died, because they couldn't change the fact that Stefan, they couldn't change the fact that Stefan owned the house. Because up up until Stefan owned the house it was whoever was the ceo of demara also owned the house but then chad wanted to took out a mortgage to buy the house and separated it from demara and then the bank that he got the mortgage from was a bank that stefan owned which is how stefan became the owner of the house and then it, it's a whole clusterfuck yeah. now, i see now in one story anymore because now it's asinine why can't we just do like <laughs> gh we don't have no problem. No I'm just telling y'all that's her house for 82 years. Exactly. Mm-hmm. <laughs> exactly. We don't need to question who owns quarter main match because guess who owns? Monica. But I don't ever need to see Chad or Abby in the DeBerry mansion ever again. I'm I just see saying. Them together ever again, but you know, I can't have. Nice well, unfortunately, I was going to say, unfortunately, we don't live in a place where those kind of nice things exist. I feel like the, the thing here for me, is that they're going to try to spin this as, oh, g- terrible, awful, no good Gwen manipulated Chad. When it was and, cracks oh, in that marriage from the jump. And, and not I- only that, her manipulations only went so far. The, he dragged the hell out of Abigail. He so did. He did. And Gwen did not make him say that stuff. She nope. certainly didn't put those thoughts in his head. Those exactly. thoughts were already there. The booze just brought him out. Right. Is that it was cracks in that marriage before Gwen even stepped in? Because and Gwen said that the other day. He still has not and probably will not forgive Abigail for sleeping with any other Demira but him. Because he's still holding on to that EJ stuff. Now, I, I will say their February sweeps preview, it looks like even though she's moving back into the house, it's not going to be an automatic instant forgiveness reunion. They are going to be working on things and trying to figure out what exactly broke between them that got them there in the first place. And if they are going to make Chad be a viable couple, they have to repair the fractures in their foundation for me to, to even be able like yes, to be for me to even be able to get on board. They have to repair the fractures in their foundation first. But it, even still for me, like I told y'all before, I'm still, I just never can see it for the couple because the actors do not have romantic chemistry at all to me. I like their chemistry together. They're I think they have chemistry. They have a brand chemistry, but... Oh, I think they have romantic chemistry. I just feel like the writing hasn't always backed it up. So I, I, I'm interested to see how they rebuild Chabby because they've they've done them dirty as but well. Still, for the well Miller, I know a lot of people hated this couple, but you can't say in the beginning her and Dario didn't have a little chemistry. They uh, did, but that, chem- that couple was terrible. Yeah, it like phased they, they out had, quickly. There's ships that have chemistry, but they're written as quote unquote toxic. So for me, like it depends. 
on how the ship is written, but like they can have a lot of chemistry, but still not be like rootable in the end. Yeah. But Dorian and Abby, there wasn't much there. In my it opinion. really wasn't. It was something. They never knew. But- but they did have a chemistry. I'm not gonna lie. Dario and Abigail reminded me of Jan and Eric. Had amazing chemistry at the beginning. The writers got bored with it, so they BS their way through it to the end. I, I don't think Jen and Eric had a lot of chemistry. I think they made sense on paper, and then like, it just didn't make sense on air. Like, yeah. No, 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 no. They were like, hot in the beginning. And then they turned Jennifer Grandma and, and Papa Horton. And also Jennifer and Eric. So much like of Jennifer's addiction story, too. Like, it all got cut to so much of, like, I think a lot of their story also got, like, edited out and cut. So it was hard to kind of attach to them. They were really good together. And then they turned them into Grandma and Grandpa Horton. Making donuts. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, I feel it was like what. Weird. What happened to Jennifer and Eric is kind of what happened to Xander and Sarah, in my yeah. opinion. They had that one moment, like, wow, oof. And then it turned out to be, like, a hot mess. Because when Jennifer found Eric at the um, abandoned little farmhouse after he got out and didn't tell nobody, that was hot. That was a good storyline. And then they finally got together, and they baking damn donuts and making right. little bracelets. <laughs> I was so mad. They they've been feeling Eric for a long time, but they definitely felt generic. Yeah, I was mad it, when they it made so it they made so much sense on paper, and then when they got it onto the screen, when, they no, just sort of, it was something that, got it was lost in like translation. When they got together, they was like, "Well, the job is done." I right? <laughs> Look, they start slapping their hands. I was like, "We did it. They got together. We can leave them alone." And people were like. Okay, then we start seeing them as scenes, and I was like, nothing's happening. <laughs> it's the old age old soap trope. If you leave a couple happy too long, people will get bored of them. See, I, I've never bought into that. I have. I don't think that they necessarily I mean, need to be unhappy, they just need to be compelling. Like, look at John and Marlena, they've been happy together for years, but they've been they've been dealing with other I mean other they've had drama in drama. Yeah. That is what I meant. They have to have something. You can't, more you can't on. be happy, you can't be a happy couple like facing drama. That's what I'm saying. You can be you can face things as a united team. But you if don't you're mean, like basically happy and just all you do. Just be happy. The only like, couples it, that make sense for it, like, it like, said, like it, it depends. It depends how on how it's done. I always it, go the back. The only couples that. it makes sense for are the really, really, really old couples. And when I say really, really old, I mean Tom. Tom on his deathbed, and even still, Alice had some issues. She was still going out and traveling. But I'm saying. Like, really, really old. Like, Doug and Julie, I don't want to see them going through no angst. They've been together for since Methuselah was born. Yeah. So, it's they, like... They've, they've earned their little time in the sunset now to have their happily ever after. Like, John and Marlena? They back in the day. John and Marlena, they had their happily ever after, but their drama stems from their children. And right. They found the happy medium for them, for them to still have good stories. But their relationship is still as strong as ever. We don't have to see them breaking up to making up again. 
and I, and I, that's my point. Like that's the kind of drama you can tell. Like mm-hmm. there's good drama in in being a united front and and fighting for your relationship while you're while you have something else trying to separate you, but not being successful in doing so. They didn't do that with Janair at all. It just seemed like they got together and poof. They doing the same thing with Zara. They got together. Nothing's going on. <laughs> and now yeah, and apparently now they're gonna. There's gonna be a proposal. I don't. That's I just, tough. They're gonna have to reboot well, I feel that. Feel like they skipped right over the build up for them, and yeah, yeah. the t- the time jump hurt them the most. I yeah. guess. Yeah. Because they're they're momentum and their the building of their relationship happened in the year we didn't see yeah that's why like i'm not feeling that and there was a lot of telling and not showing that's what also killed them but what else oh. well speaking of xander his cousin brady wakes up from the news that christmas escaped from jail and threatened chloe <laughs> And it leads to many conversations about where the feelings of Brady, Chloe, Philip, and Kristen lie. Oh, I'm so happy because Brady and Chloe, they are happening and the chemistry is there. Oh, it's, I loved those scenes and I loved seeing how pissed off that Brady got at what Kristen did. And not even so much that she broke out of jail, but that she broke out of jail and then proceeded to threaten Chloe. I just want to know who Brady thought he was dealing with. Because, again, it goes back to, you know, when I was saying about rape. About rape, yeah. Dude, Kristen Demira has been Kristen Demira since before. Yeah, but she hasn't been Kristen Demira in so long. She's been Kristen Blake since she got... But, like, is Brady dumb? Yes, right. he is dumb. Why am I? Why am I asking that? Because he is. Like, but it's like she is going. And the thing is, is like he he knows her trigger is being insecure. Like, never right. forget Kristen's whole, you know, psycho heel turn started because she looked up and she realized, holy crap, John's heart is with Marlena and not me. Yep. And she didn't help herself there because she actually believed he was guilty of killing Tony when he didn't and Marlena didn't. And I think that was the I think that was the beginning of the end for them. And then her pivot really happened when she lost the baby. Yeah. But like I did like the fact that when Chloe's like, well, what could she possibly do from jail? Brady's like, oh hell, you have no idea. But you could tell in his face that he knew. And I just Brady and Chloe sparkle, and this is something that I've wanted them to explore for years. So I'm happy that it's finally happening. Same. Like, I, 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 I like Brady and Chloe. I also like Chloe and Philip. Yeah, I, see, I, I was Chloe too. And I, I was I don't I, I was, but I feel like that. Brady and Kristen are just not viable. No, they're not. Because you know, because I don't like the domesticated version of Kristen and I don't like who Brady is when Kristen is not the domesticated version of Kristen. I'm not feeling Brady and Chloe at all. Um, I'm team Chloe all the way, but I, this story is not working for me. 
I just, there's something that's not clicking. Um, well, let's say this. Do you think that a pen is because you're such, you basically grew up on the last blast crew? So your um, nostalgia yeah. automatically kicks too flowing? I mean, I go where, where the chemistry is, so... Yeah, but I also grew up with the Last Blast crew, and so she one seems- doesn't... I, I see it on a completely different angle, so that doesn't really have anything to do with it. I think it's just a personal preference. I think, yeah. I think it's a preference, preference thing, but um, I feel like they're gonna lead back to Briston somehow, and Chloe is being wasted as angst in the storyline. See, I think they're deading Briston for good. Yeah, I don't think they are. They're not. I think long term, the problem is that it it's not. They're not viable long term because Kristen cannot be who Brady needs her to be. And the version I don't think they're viable, but I think they're trying to make Kristen this. I don't know, good, no, not good character, but domestically. Yeah, they're trying to make her come across as really, and I don't think that's. I think that's why they're trying to. I have no idea what they're doing, but I don't think they're ending Kristen anytime, anytime soon. I think Chloe is being wasted in acts for their acts, and I feel like they. The writing for Philip. I feel like Dina did a better job. Yes, but just because Dina understands one character does not mean she should write this show. No, no, of course not. But um, I feel like she understood Philip more than Rhonda's because I have no clue what he's doing at all. But I still ship Chloe, and his writing is not the worst for Philip. But I like, come on. This is not who he is. He's more like this gray type of character. All I'm getting is like I don't know what I don't know what to make of Philip right now, but I, I still love him. My um, what do you guys think? Well, since I haven't talked much on this portion, I'm loving Brady and Chloe. I really am. I wish they would dive deeper into Philip's Kiriakis side. If that makes sense. And when I say Kiriakis side, I wish he was more like conniving and manipulative. Because right now it just seems like he's like laying down. He's like, well, you like Brady. Oh, well. And as for Brady and Kristen, this was ill fated. I'm surprised it lasted this long to the point where they have a child together. But here we are. Let's not forget, said child was con- con- conceived when she was wearing a mask of another woman. Exactly. Right. I'm sorry, I was drinking my margarita. But um, I wish that. Kristen would find this male character who would embrace her for the crazy that she is instead of trying to make her. You know who would work and it's crazy and you're going to call me insane. 
Kristen and Xander. I thought the same thing, Tony. They work on paper. I don't know if they'd work on screen. Stacy and Paul have chemistry. I, I don't think they have chemistry. Um, I did the only to meet them where they are. Listen, the only character I like character-wise and chemistry-wise that I did see Paul having chemistry with these, these last few months was Heather Lindell. Ooh. So I could have seen Jan and Xander becoming a couple, but I mean, like if you base it on the characters, yeah, I can see Xander and Kristen, but there's no chemistry in my opinion. But anyways, I'm hoping that we see more of Broly. I'm really looking forward to Gabby's entrance into this quad. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. Last I'm year, speaking of Kristen... Kristen Demers, old nemesis and friend of Salem, Susan Banks returns and gives visions of hope and promise to Claire and Ben about Sierra's future. I love Susan Banks. She is joy. Like, I have never laughed so hard than I did on Thursday and Friday. Thursday was great. I was uh -huh. on the floor. And just, I don't know if anybody saw Stacey Haidu. I think I put out on Twitter that they did only get that last scene in one take. Which I, I swear, I don't see how they did it either because right. I've watched that scene that 20 times and I've busted a gut every single time. When he turns around and she's and Claire's looking like, what the hell is happening? I lose my mind. My only That's issue with those scenes are if you're going to have the premonition standpoint, of this. Why didn't you bring Celeste Prowalt back? I was about to say that. <laughs> and if you, could, like if you couldn't get Tanya Boyd, because honestly, if it's not Tanya Boyd, y'all can keep it. I well, yeah, because like I don't think is Tanya Boyd even still active? Connection, by the way, if we're going to talk about that, they wouldn't even need Susan. So I feel like the like Thursday's episode was great. <laughs> I was laughing so hard, especially when she came in with that poker. Oh my god, yes, yes. <laughs> but like Friday's episode, I was struggling. I was struggling. That, but I will. I, I, I'm gonna. I'm gonna defend the psychic connection thing. Just this. They. I mean, I get it. The psychic connection. I get it. But right. They, but he needed Susan because. He needed to confirm that what he's feeling was the truth and not just wishful thinking. Now that he knows that she's alive and she's out there, Susan won't be needed anymore. I, I just feel like... I feel like he would have done it anyway. He wouldn't have gone to Marlena like, I have had this fortune cookie. Like, that wouldn't... It made no, no sense for Ben. Like, he usually goes on his instincts. And for him to, like, uh, go to Marlena and go to, like, Susan. Nah, if you have a well, like no, he, he, wasn't, he wasn't planning on going to Susan. No, I know, was there. I know. But, like, you wouldn't need it. If you have a psychic connection, you have a psychic connection. You, uh -oh. you don't. You don't. Let me mute my microphone. I'm not Okay. This. <laughs> no, it, it's. But, like, he doesn't. Here's the thing, though. He, he believes that she's out there, but he's. He's trying to figure out if what he's feeling is wishful thinking or what he's feeling is actually real. Okay, so I'm going to interrupt real fast, real fast, so I can say my piece because I know this is going to go on for a while. No, it's not. It's not. 
I just want to say, if we're going to do this premonition standpoint, why didn't you bring back Celeste? Because, it, like you said, Tanya Boyd, I don't think Tanya Boyd is acting anymore. And you said, if it's not Tanya Boyd, keep it. Well, let, let, me been... finish, let me finish. And if they wasn't going to get her back, I feel like we know that. Sorry. We know that Theo <laughs> has those abilities. Right. Somewhere. Oh, that's right. Because he, he, he knew Lexi was gone when he was little. That's right. I forgot exactly. about that. Exactly. So I feel like this was an opportunity to miss to bring some more black people on the canvas. That actually would have worked because with, with his Especially with, his with Theo and Sierra's yeah. friendship. Yeah, no, that could have worked too. Yeah, um, I feel like Celeste also, she wasn't, like, giving a lot of things away. She was always vague with her stuff, like, just a few words here, here and there to explain what was, what was happening. But but that's what made it I, I, was, I wasn't feeling Friday's episode for Susan, Claire, uh, Ben, and especially not the way he was grabbing... Um, Susan at the end, the same way you know, like Jack went off on uh, Laura, uh, and the things you should like some of the things you should not go there at all. This is the same way with Ben and Susan. Like when Ben started grabbing her, I was like, No, yeah, I was like, Yeah, when she started going out, out, you're hurting me, and he wouldn't. I was, like, I was like, I was no, like, no, Ben, no. I was like, Ben. Honey, so, I love you, and I, and I get that you want to know where she is. Believe me, I want to know where. I, you know, I want you to find her too. But this is not the way. I I get it. It's like, no, I just I just feel like just don't go there. And that and all of I don't know. It just threw me off. So how did y'all feel about Sierra? Sierra plans to get out of. I mean, it was fine up until the point she stopped, and then I was like, you dumb. <laughs> no, no, she's not like I understood when well, she, she went, that. I, I know she should have run out. Like, oh, okay. You mean yeah. you mean when she didn't haul ass right after she knocked him out? Yeah, okay. I'm with you there because she did the same thing when she knocked out the guy who had Mickey. And I'm like, girl, why are you not running right now? She, she stopped because he pointed a gun. I would like be like, I, I don't look back. <laughs> Take your chances. If he was gonna shoot you, he'd have shot you by now. Yeah, exactly. So that was a bit dumb, but otherwise, her all right. Oh my god, when she was faking the poisoning, mm. I I like I like that. Like it it made I don't know if it was supposed to make me laugh, but it did make me laugh. Like Thursday and Friday just made me happy, and like both of those days were monumentally awful for me, and days just made me happy on those days. I don't know what it is about the female descendants of Adelaide Horton. But damn, they know how to eat a scene. <laughs> they, they know how to unhinge their jaw and swallow up all the scenery and chew it. Do we? <laughs> I hope Jules is not like that. <laughs> she gets Speaking of Jules, I like Stefania better. But, you know. <laughs> oh, going back, what did we think of the Vivian Yvonne flash, like fantasy flashbacks? It was so 90s JER for me. I loved them. First off, I loved it. Feeding caviars to infant children is me in a nutshell. <laughs> that is me. If I have, as soon as I have my first child, okay, darling, we're gonna try Petrosian versus Beluga and see how you like it. It was the it was the polo sticks for me. 
You know what it gave me? It, it I, I, I know we're talking about Days of Our Lives, but it gave me, like, you remember when Spencer Cassidyne was a child? Yes. 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 I would go around and call all the other kids townies. Townies, yes. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Listen. That's what it gave me. If Carver doesn't tease um, Jules for this, I'm gonna, <laughs> I'm gonna demand my money back. I need I almost, him. To I almost wish the twins were a little bit older so that they could actually remember this. I wish they kept Stefani in for him. Again, oh I can't get my left. That was hilarious. I was like, damn. And I also, there was one moment, like, on Friday's episode, where you noticed, like, the sound of the babies, which they had switched it up. Yes, I, I noticed that. I think I tweeted, I like the updated baby sound effects. And I said to, I said in the group chat, I was like, that was um, Carver laughing, because he was named Stefania. <laughs> um, but, yeah. Back to the other story. What else well, is there to say about... We were talking about Sierra's um, ability to true up some scenery. But th there's one thing I want to discuss in terms of... the. He said something that she's only been trying for weeks. So was she somewhere else before then? I'm not getting... Like they didn't they say she was in there for a few months? That's what I thought in the first scene. So maybe somebody else had said that she tried for a few weeks and then she stopped and now she's trying again is what they got from that scene. I wanted to know what y'all thought. Yeah, we're gonna do like a timeline as far as what where she's been and what they've been doing with her. Because yeah. to me, like I feel like Sierra is. And given who her parents are, I can't. I, I, unless she had a really, really, really compelling reason, I don't see her giving up. You know what I mean? I don't see her stopping. I just it like, that doesn't make sense to me. So it's like it, something had to be keeping her from right because all she said was that the night that the car exploded, she fought. Vince, she fought Vincent. The gun went off, and she ran, and she ran right into Rhodes. And she's been with Rhodes ever since then. But I don't know if they specified that she's been with Rhodes here or if Rhodes has been relocating her. Because if Rhodes had been relocating her, because the very first time that we saw her, not this week, but last week when they did the reveal at the end, and she said hello and started banging, it was almost like she had just come to in that room and started banging and and trying to get out. So I was just wondering if like she's been moved around. That I don't makes know. sense. I, yeah. It could be be like that. Um I'm just confused where she had been before that. And oh my god, can we talk about um Su there was one moment that I really liked with Susan on Friday's episode. Thursday was fine, but Friday uh, when she saw, it said that she saw, saw a shark. And Claire's like, is she in an aquarium? <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Oh, that reminds me, reminds me of the queso line. Uh, the queso uh, line, yeah. Queso, yeah. Queso has cheese. 
I'm like, Claire, girl. I'm, the way Susan was looking at her, like, like girl, Friday. Which yeah. she said with somebody would be quiet. Funny. That was funny of those scenes on Friday. but I, Yeah, I was I Literally, I was screaming at my TV like a lunatic on Friday. Like, when when she got the connection back, and then she almost lost it. And I'm like, don't lose it, Susan. Don't lose it. I was screaming at my TV like a lunatic. My mother thought I lost my mind. <laughs> But Friday was, like, that whole episode, Thursday and Friday, were such a ride for me. Like, they just made, they just made me happy. Did you fall asleep? My with Susan is that I enjoy her. I can smell Rosie. Yeah. Susan goes a long way. I feel like that with Bonnie, too. Yeah, same. Same. I don't need Bonnie on the canvas permanently. I'm sorry. I just, I... If Bonnie was written like she was in the past, no, I don't even need that, that version of Bonnie on my screen permanently because I couldn't stand I mean, that. I mean, she was a bit too much, but like uh, at least turned down the notch. But still, like the Bonnie from the past, because the Bonnie from the present makes no damn sense to me. I don't hate Bonnie right now, but I don't love her that much either. She's just Mimi's mom, and Mimi is my girl. Well, but that's why they turn Susan around a lot. As well, because back in the day, Susan could have been a full-time character, and people would have liked it. But I'm intrigued, though, because Kristen's going to have Susan being her eyes and ears. And I had this thought at, like, 2 in the morning this morning before I fell asleep. What if Susan starts working at Basic Black to keep an eye on Brady? Could you imagine? Oh, God. <laughs> Isn't Basic Black a fashion company? Right? That's why I'm laughing. <laughs> Well, uh, it, it's clearly it doesn't matter because have you seen Forrester Creations? And, <laughs> and while we're talking about Susan, can we talk about the Susan Brady scene? <laughs> I Eric Markstoff's face, like <laughs> I love him. I, just his face was what is happening right now. Brady was so confused. Bless him. I mean, it doesn't take much to confuse him, poor thing. <laughs> you know what? I, what um, I really liked about these Susan scenes were was when Marlena saw her at the door. Usually, like people be like weirded out or act like she's a nuisance. I like that they held on to the fact that Marlena and Susan have this genuine friendship. Yeah, she's a little yeah. weird. Yeah, she's a little quirky. But Susan and Marlena used to ride for each other back in the day. And when, when she found out that Kristen broke out of jail and she ran over to the door, she's like, oh my God, I'm going to lock the door. <laughs> when she said, oh, it's the Nanta killer. I said, I've been feeling this way every, every time he gets on my screen, Susan. I can't call you on that one. But I was like, Susan gets it. Like, <laughs> Plus, it made, it made complete sense because the last time Susan saw Ben, Ben was strangling Will. Like, she witnessed that. So her reaction made complete sense. I understood that completely. I was like, I okay. I still feel that, that way, so I couldn't blame her. So, like, so, I guess that's the end of this weekly recap. How did y'all feel about the week overall, folks? I really enjoyed it overall. Yeah, overall I think it was a good week. It was a great week for me as well. I give it a 7 out of 10. Yeah, I think I think things are I feel like things are moving and they're staying moving. Like we're not we're not stagnating anywhere. Well, it's time for Dylan, I'm so glad you're here for this. 
it's time for one of my favorite segments, your Watchmen Wrong Tweets of the Week. So, you guys, y'all go into today's tag more than I do. What were your, your Watching It Wrong tweets or thoughts? Who wants to kick this off? Go ahead. Mine actually doesn't come from the, the day's tag on Twitter. Mine comes from a, a, a soap opera board forum. And <laughs> I talked to Tony about this a little bit last night. Yes. Uh, there... <laughs> And it was someone who was like, who is very, very, very strong in their trip support. And they were just like, Allie is the worst, lying, manipulative, terrible person, and trip should sue her for libel. And I was just like, oh, really? Okay, that's it. That's okay. That's a choice. <laughs> that's a that that's an interpretation. Did a woman say this? The 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 poster's avatar is a male name, but that doesn't really, you know. That I, that there's just so much wrong there that yeah. I don't right? even know. I, mean, I was like, just like, it's time for me to log off. Yeah, because if you banned, so yeah, because I'm sorry. Allie should, I mean, I would understand it if Allie was malicious in her accusations. What Allie, when Allie accused him, she honestly believed that to be the truth. And the minute she found out that it wasn't, like literally, the minute she got the full picture, love it or hate it, she made a beeline right to trip and she apologized. Like there wasn't even a moment where she doubted, like where she didn't even apologize. So like, Trip has, I mean, Trip has no reason to sue her. These people have have been slut shaming her from the minute this story has started, saying, "Well, she's she's so drunk, she deserved it. She couldn't even know what was happening to her." Well, newsflash: when we actually got the flashbacks, we realized that she blocked it out from the trauma. So, all of you, and I'm sure this this Soap Central poster is included in this, who have been slut shaming her from the jump, can all go to hell. Truly, and let, let's be honest, she was asleep and Char woke up before Charlie to, came in. So, how exactly yeah. was she being right? She was, she was completely sober when the rape took place because she woke up and Charlie was in her apartment and she was freaked the fuck out. She had slept off whatever she drank before the events even took place. Well, that's not all. Well, oh, yeah, that was a, and I, I mean, like, it was a whole thing. And I, I don't know if it was this poster or another poster in that thread, but um, they also, someone on there also said, um, Allie has drunk sex and she's considered a victim. Chad has drunk sex and he's considered a cheater. I was like, you know what? Let's just fight. Yeah, you know what? No, because, because, and you, Chad was the aggressor in every single one of those scenes. He wanted Gwen. Gwen tried to pull away. Granted, not very hard, but she did try. And Chad kept pursuing it. I was talking to somebody about that the other day. I was like, Gwen basically said, no, we can't do this and open her legs at the same time. 
like it's not it's not the same it's not the same and anybody who thinks it is the same needs to have their head examined there's there's a lot of misogyny yeah misogyny in the fandom like there's always blame on the woman for like everything even if they're completely not to blame and i've seen that and (laughs) check yourself please like, come on. And and you know what's killing me? It comes from women. That's what really makes me sick about it. I'm just over it. Ugh. So that yeah. going back to like, I feel like the show since the show has happened as well. I feel like if we go back to like them having a new, what is it? Um, I'm sorry, I forgot it. <laughs> uh, Network exec. Yeah, thank you. That would be a having a woman might be a good thing. Yeah, I said the same thing. Like, there might be a different tone to the show going forward. Hopefully, so these fans won't have the these backward takes. I don't know. I'm just, oh. oh no, the fans will still have the backward takes. Yeah. They just won't have. They just won't have the material to back it up. Exactly, but I feel like. If, and I just, I just don't know. I'm just over these kind of fans. Agreed. Okay, so do y'all have any more tweets? I do. I have one. Um, <laughs> I, she ready? I'm call, yeah, <laughs> I'm calling out soap. She knows. Uh-oh. For this one tweet they put out saying that they that Ben getting a vibe from a fortune cookie was too much for him. Now, regardless of how you feel about Ben and Sierra, that is not the issue. The, this is the show whose most iconic scene is Marlena levitating above the bed while possessed by the devil. And you're going to sit here and fix your face to say that a fortune cookie is where you draw the fucking line. Are like, you kidding me? I'm not even a Sin fan. I can't stand them. You guys know that. But come on. I feel that tweet was like, Same page. I just <laughs> like I don't I damn Tony, can you get a um sin fat I, here's my thing with sin. I understand why people I've gotten to the point where I understand why people like them. I uh, but they are not for me. Same. They, they haven't been for me. Oh, yes, but what Tony was saying was the tweet from Soap She Knows. Um, or she knows soaps. He was tweeting that like uh, Ben and Sierra, or Ben, what was it? Ben got a Ben got a feeling from a fortune cookie, and then he he yeah. he, he felt like th- that was ridiculous. And I'm like, I'm not a sim fan, but feeling like that is ridic- ridiculous when you've seen like <laughs> everything on the show for the past few decades. Come on, like we've had. Rex and Cassie as aliens and a fortune cookies for We don't talk about the alien storyline. We, we do. Because that they, that they're there. No, but in the context but of I, this I, conversation, yes, we do. Like, so many campy, so much campy shit has happened on the show. That is not far-fetched. Like, At okay. all. And, and was, honestly, I think it's just because he's bitter that he's not getting I'm, the agenda that he wanted, but that's just me. And I'm well, not even the fan. That, that tweet was just like so dumb. I feel like I'm not gonna go in there about this person who runs it, but um, yeah, that it's was not it. surprising. We'll put it like that. 
Tony. But speaking of sin, no, I can't stand the ship. What? What's up, Michael? What exactly makes you a sin shipper? Because I never really. Honestly, it's it's the chemistry and connection between Rob and Victoria for me. It's it's the writing for me. Like I love how vulnerable they are with each other. I feel like they get each other in a way that and they trust each other and they feel safe around each other in ways that they haven't with other people. They let each other see the real sides of themselves, the sides of themselves that they don't let other people see. And I'm just really captivated and drawn in by that. You got they all had, that from Mel? Yeah, I did. And I and uh, I mean, and I know that you, you don't see it, it and that I'm not knocking. No, I mean, but, because you know, uh, you uh, you were knocking sin fans a few weeks ago, trying to say that the only oh, reason on, we like them because I was just about to put this on. When it comes to them, I feel like Stephanie Forrester. All you all have is sex, sex, sex. You don't have anything other than sex. That's that's all I see them as right now. Even though it took me a year to have sex, it just seemed like. But that's all you see them as. But don't try to say that that's all their fans see them well, as. Well, it was an unpopular you... opinion. It was very unpopular, but I gave. It. But no, but but that's because I'm 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 about to probably tread into some some choppy waters. Okay, but I'm gonna say it with my chest. I feel like there is a significant portion of Ben's fan club. That if Ben looked any other way than Ben looks, come on with it. Talk, fan, talk to him. I said it with my chest. If he looked any other way, then what I said. A lot of people were just horny because we hadn't had sex on soap in a while. He, they would not be his fans because let's 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 have a come to Jesus moment about this. I mean the way um, <laughs> of the things that have been said about Trip when. When uh, tripping Sierra and Ben were a thing, like, yeah, some people were really. It's not. It's not, it's not just about the way Rob looks because, and I'm, and I'm gonna. For you, no, no, for for I mean, general, because for you, for you, I just feel like I need to go through the tag. Do we need to go through the tag? Nobody, nobody really gave a crap about Ben when he wasn't a serial killer and he was fucking Abby all the time. I've People also seen some tweets. Cute. I've seen tweets about like Claire in this. Like she's not pretty enough. Like I know, I know some fans are actually enjoying Ben and Claire, but some people are saying in that fandom saying that Claire is not pretty enough. I've seen that. Look, there are a yeah. certain subsect yeah, of uh, 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 people who I'm are like when you go there, you you're bashing the act, the actors, like. Uh, looks and like that is not okay for me. I've seen but, it. Yeah, there like, are some fans that feel that way. Yes, I'm not saying everyone, but we we gonna we gonna tell the truth in here about on this day. Significant portion of I'm that. Seeing a lot of it's not a significant portion. There's a small but loud portion. I'm not saying they don't exist, but they're not as big as you're making them out to be. No, and I'm not. You're a little jaded on this one because mm-hmm. I've seen a lot of com- comments about looks, and some people saying Claire is not pretty enough. Look, and I don't ben, support. I don't. Or Claire not being pretty enough, Ben to be interested, and I'm like, first off, why are you bashing actors' looks? 
But because uh, I'm going to say what I've always said, Ben has looked the same as he's always looked since Robert Scott Wilson has played him, and nobody gave two shits about him when he was dating Abby. Because he wasn't a killer, man. It was when they gave him the material and the storyline, and we were able to connect to Rob's performance. That's what drew us in. But here's and my that's what y'all. If he was ugly, if he was ugly. <laughs> We will still it be cussing down to this day. Why is Sierra with that serial killer? Exactly. Let's tell the. I mean, we gonna tell the truth in here on this day. It okay. is what it is. It's like, look, I, you know, General Hospital is my show. Back in the day, I shipped Lucky and Sam. I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that Greg Bond's Lucky, a huge part of his popularity. Was not because, of, like, if you saw the hot tub scene, you oh, know that scene was sexy. You know exactly when people jumped aboard that ship, and you know why. Like, it is what it is. Sometimes, some sometimes we live in the shallow, and that's okay. But, but like, it, 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 that that's not. It, I have to be honest. It, when we say it's um, not part of that, for me. When we talk about this pairing, acting and chemistry wise, I don't think they hold up to the hype. I don't because when they first because I think like Rob, especially Rob. I think Victoria is okay. She has her moments, but Rob, especially, I feel like I am yet to be impressed. I'm just gonna say it. I haven't listen. I haven't been impressed since. Like he he was solid. He was okay in 2018, but we if we go further back, he hasn't been solid since the necktie killer days, or even when he showed up at the the double wedding. Like I don't think he's bad, but I think if you put him in a lineup with somebody like say Matthew Gold and the Beautiful, he's going to get washed. If you put him, you know what I mean. Like if you put him up against. Because I, I can tell you my first thoughts when they, I read that. Sierra I, and I just have to guy. say, like, before you guys continue, um, I don't think he's lead material because he no. don't have he, he don't have that range. He does not have the range. I completely yeah, don't agree. Yeah, but I um, honestly he, tell he has you. great energy, but like the range, I don't think he has it, and he comes across it's. For me, it has been so forced in every single storyline and since I'm, like 2019. I'm, and I'm, I'm captivated I'm by every one of his scenes. Like when when he cries, I cry. Yeah. Um, yeah. I have to disagree oh, about yeah, that. <laughs> I'm not that's okay. that's Victoria is. I feel like Victoria, like I said, Victoria carried this ship. That's I'm what sorry. I'm gonna say. Okay, okay, tagging along on that. You're absolutely but I right. But I still think, think like she could do better as well. Because when she left, Ben was basically floating. We didn't. Ben has no purpose when you take Sierra away. Let's exactly. Call but if Ben thing. was to die, he's got what? Which is why really, they should have like given him something to do. Like they should have. Yeah. Is this it, is the I issue mean, to me? Sorry, go on, Dylan. I will add my two. I'm just uh, like if Ben were a female character, he would be dragged from here to hell for having absolutely nothing Nothing to do. And it's like I I, he got like what one friend, 
They don't even speak to each other anymore. You know, I mean, like, yeah, no, they, but Ben and Jake haven't seen each other since Jake bailed them out of jail. Right. So it's like, okay, he has his pairing and that's it. Exactly. Even looking back, this is why they first got together. Looking back, this is why sorry, Michael, go on. I don't have my tooth. It seems like. Even looking back when they first got together, I didn't even think it was gonna last this long because it was so superficial. Because they weren't just doing anything for a lot of people. I was like, okay, he's gonna lay on top of her, and then that the end up. They were they. I don't know what parts of Twitter you were looking at, or if you were even online that much, but their popularity caught fire from a spoiler picture. They hadn't even aired yet. And they had blown and up. And I remember that spoiler picture, and I remember a lot of people saying, okay. Look, that, I, that I, I, I wasn't. I mean, I, I, was, when I wasn't I bad back then. I was like, okay, let me just see. Like back in 2018, I can I can defend Sin in 2018 because Sin in 2018 was them at their best. I still wasn't after, seeing it then. No, but listen. Well, that's after, for you, but other people were. After the first rescue. That was when the hype caught up, and that was when the, it went downhill. Because you know what? It wasn't what organic. It was forced, and that has been the issue for me with Sin. Nothing has been organic with them for three years. Chemistry, acting, and storytelling. And now, since they have this this issue with, like, sure, a lot of characters have been a bubble, but. For these two characters, it has been the worst. And the refusal of developing them outside of each other has has done a lot of, like, damage. Like for Ben. What was he doing these last few months? Nothing. Like, he once in there or here, like, oh, I was looking uh, for Sierra. I had this map. And a few like weeks or a month later, we see him again. I still think that was spring. Hold on, sprinkled in into another store like that isn't his own. So like the refusal of just developing them and just having them codependent on each other has damaged them, and that's why a large chunk of the fan, like Days fandom, not the fan base, Days fandom cannot understand this couple and what they're doing. So that's where I'm but, at right now. But I just want to say the people who don't like Ben and Sierra should not take away from the popularity that is Ben and Sierra. You may not like them. You may not get it. That's okay. It's not for you to get. We enjoy and we're watching a show like <laughs> like for example saying um Michael for example he's not understanding he He's not a big fan of Ilani, but I can say like he's not supposed to understand Ilani. He's watching the entire show. And right. I'm trying. Yeah, I'm not liking a ship that I do. That's just the way it is. But, I but if, you, if you if you don't like them, that's okay. You don't have to. Not everybody's gonna like the here's, the here's, the here's the difference, Tony. I can discuss my issues with Ilani with Ariette. And she would totally understand. She would sit down and be like, okay, I kind of see that where you're coming from with that. 
me and her have had many private conversations like that. But when you come to a sin fan and basically give why you don't like that, why you're not understanding the couple or the ship, y'all go, well, you're not supposed to do this, that, and the third. And I'm like, we're all watching the show. Well, I just don't, I don't see what you see, but I just don't think that anybody who doesn't like them should also speak for fans as to why they like them. Nobody has the right to tell anybody why they like anything. Yeah, but I don't think anyone is saying that. I mean, Michael I've did seen... say that at one point. His tweet did say it. And I still oh, believe it. Well, that's, but right? Right? I right? mean, here's the thing. We're talking about it from inside of a fandom. When you are looking at it from outside of that bubble, you see it from a different perspective. And more clearly. Yeah. Yeah, because I see, like, my my timeline is pretty fairly split between people who are passionate shippers of this couple and people who would throw it in a wood chipper if they could. Yeah, no, my timeline's the same. So, so I see... My timeline is, is pretty quiet because I'm... Listen, I've muted half of the ship tags. Child, they brought <laughs> like, me so It's like, I see a lot and a lot and it's like, I'm not pulling this out of thin air. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not. And I'm my not the only one who was not formed way. out of, you know, it, it, when you have a, once is an incident, twice is a coincidence, more than that becomes a pattern. When you have several people seeing the same thing about your fandom, maybe there's some truth to that. I'm just saying, I don't see what y'all see. It's like, I personally, I am a huge, I absolutely adore, I adore Liz and Lucky on General Hospital. Me too. But, but... I can never argue with someone who's like, you know, they got toxic because they did. It, it is what it is. You have to take the good and the bad with your ship. Like, yeah. Like, for example, when people are like, Lonnie is obsessed with I can be like, no, she isn't when it's airing. I'm trying to like defend her, but I can't go at people and say like, yeah, you're totally wrong. When we're seeing... You're not supposed to... I, I hate when people say that because it's like, we're all watching the same show. Are we supposed to feel something? Are we, that- like... But there, there are some things you just don't attach to and there are some things you do. But not everything is going to be for every person and people just see different things. And I don't think like a lot... Half of the fandom isn't show fan. No, isn't shippers. Like we think, whenever we think about the fandom, we think about shippers. Not every single person in the day's fandom is a shipper. Some people are just show fan first or character character fans first. Some people are multi shippers. What are you doing doing to me? <laughs> I'm not doing anything. I'm hearing something in my ears. No, I don't know. Um. But yeah, like we th- we can't always think about like people, fans who are watching are just merely shippers. That's not the case. So make uh, it an I, all around good show for everyone. I just I just want no matter who is, I just want a show to be entertaining. 
If it's a ship I hate or ship I love or characters I love or characters I hate, just give me a good show. But if something is bad, I'm gonna comment on it. And specifically, their storyline is horrible. I'm gonna comment on it. I commented on um, how bad uh, I feel. Felt like the Ali story was going for a while, and I did. Like I'm gonna call out the shit regardless of who it is. I did it with Ilani as well, and they're my babies. I did it like past. Look, I did it with Sin too. I couldn't stand the fire storyline. Nobody asked for that shit to ask. So last I feel like a lot of fans don't want to call it out. Look, I'll call out shit when I see it. I just don't think that any of this is shit. But I have in the past. I did not like the fire story and Sierra and Trip, for, like trapping Claire to get her to confess. I hated all of that mess, and I called it out. But I don't have an issue with anything that's currently airing. This part of the story just started. It's literally four days old. Not starting off well. And I'm just... My, my thing with them is, you know, I... Like I said, I understand why people are into them. Like, it's not for me, but and I, I understand and I can respect why people that. are into them. But... At the same time, I feel like people who are into them, it's it's like you kind of need to acknowledge that there's a certain segment that is not into, that is not, you know, you know, that's, that's not why they're there. And I, you know, it's kind of, it, it's sort of like, you just kind of have to understand that. People are, we're all watching the same show, from, but we're all viewing it through our individual lenses. No, so I get that. It's I like, feel like I, I get why they had their fans. I was one once upon a time. But what I don't get is like the labeling of, yeah, you're a hater, you're jealous if you're not a fan of like the stories. Not just just them but in general like if i don't like one story or a character i'm i'm labeled as a hater or jealous no i just don't like prude. the story they call me a prude and i still resent that because i'm a whore but, <laughs> <laughs> but like um i i feel like fans don't understand that some stories are for someone some people and others are not and like a, a lot of shippers put you the label hater or jealous and like grow up. That's you, not how it is. These people are what? fictional. What, what are we supposed to be jealous of? Like you, fictional people. You know who I don't they're get starting it. to remind me of? They're starting to remind me of the Stalo fans. Oh no, 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 no. And Shabby circa 2016, 2017. Look, I look. They I know. Like I know some. Mob. I know some people in the sin fan base can be problematic. I I own that. I admit it. I've got problems within this fan base too. We are not on the Stela level. No, y'all are getting there. It's becoming a mob. I think it's pretty yeah. equal. It, 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 be I'm. I'm just. Just. Just gonna put it out there. It. It is. It is. It is definitely getting there. It, it, mm. Y'all are starting to become the mob. Like. <laughs> Remember how Chad, Chad, Chad was, Chad was I, I'm not gonna lie. 
uh, it is bad. Honestly, it is you bad. Remember how shabby it was? But I've, what I've seen is really bad, like in general. But remember how aside Chad from all of the wonderful fans, like there's a lot of great fans out there, and that goes for every fandom. That's just how it is. But and some fans, but I feel like it's gotten like really cringe, extreme yikes level of bad. And my whole thing is like. Like I said earlier when we were talking, um, fandom and fan studies is sort of like a, a little, like a side of mine. So, like, that's not anything that's new to me. What, what kind of, like, irks me, though, when it comes specifically to soap Twitter is the age at which... The average soap viewer is. I feel like at our collective big age, we should. Do uh, better. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, a lot of this is just. C- come on now, come come on now. We I we just, are entirely too grown. For, I just feel like some people are acting like teenagers in this fandom. Like the way, and I I hate when fans get personal. Don't attack people for personal things. Like, if you're gonna argue with people, argue with fans, do it over whatever, like, fictional opinion they have. Don't drag in personal stuff, because that's when you draw a line. Um, So, like, I just feel like the age of fans, I don't know, I don't understand. Like, we're, we're adults. Some people are acting like children. No, that's true in every. That is true in every fandom. That I will say. But yeah, I, I, there's a certain level of behavior that I expect from, say, people watching, like Riverdale. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that show that the the age range that they cater to, the material that they're showing. I I expect certain things from that fandom. The crazy thing is, though, the psycho ones in that fandom are usually the older ones. Yeah, I was going to say. <laughs> but it's like, I, I I, can understand a little bit better when people get out of pocket in, you know, fandoms that are catering to younger demographics. Yeah. But, like, so Twitter, y'all, we got, when you got a mortgage, you have no business being on here. <laughs> Acting act a whole fool. It's just no. Let's not bring it down several notches. That's it's just it's unnecessary. Child. Over fifty people. Over I'm gonna pray for people. all three of us after I drop this episode because they're gonna drag us through the mud, child. I'm gonna lock my Twitter. <laughs> they gonna call me everything but a child of God. But I feel like we need to say it. Like sometimes you it's just been, have to. It's been that big elephant in the room for a while now, and a lot of people have not spoken on it on Twitter because again, sin fans have become the mob. It reminds me of back in the day, circle 2016-2017. You could not say anything bad about Chavi. Because their fans, you won't have an account by the next day. A lot of Gabby fans were at that stage as well. 2017 was when Chad and Chabby fans and Gabby fans were hardcore. Like you cannot say anything bad about them. 
And if you, you did, your account would not do all. that the next day. Yeah, you couldn't say anything without being labeled as something or people, fans would attack you. And I feel like the same thing is happening in this fandom as well. I feel like it's gonna shift. I don't know how long, but like, it happened with Shabby. They were like huge. And it, a lot of, they got a lot of fans and then it went like, not downhill, but like, once they went off screen, I think I don't think the cha- I don't think the chatty fans disappeared. I think they just got quiet. No, no, I don't think they disappeared. They got better at being like. I don't think chatty fans have been like bad, so to speak. Uh, not that extreme, but they've been really loud and like I know chatty and Gabby fans went out went out at each other's throats like in 2017, 16-17. But I feel like they calmed down. And I'm maybe the same will happen with this fandom. I'm not sure, but Child, I feel I like. But they've been cussing us out, y'all. So get ready. I'm sorry. Well, I mean, my thing is like this is why I don't like. I, I like when I talk about. This is why I'm chilling, Lonnie fandom. Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, no, like honestly, um, when I talk about Ben, when I talk about Sin. There's a reason I stay out of those tags. Because I, never I, I, don't go in, I don't go in your tag. I'm not going to go in your tag and, and talk crap about your, you know, your character, your your ship. I'm not but going to thing, do I don't that. Even, I don't even talk about them anymore on the timeline because they look it up now. But like, let's well, see. Okay, here's my thing. I, like a certain individual who writes this show if you go searching yeah that's different and you find it who's fault that's your fault that's your fault boo boo at that point me I, I'm one of those persons like look I'm not yeah. gonna go back and forth with anybody on so twitter cause nine times I think you're 20 years older than me and I go for the jugular so I feel I, like I come from mammies, daddies, pappies, grandmammies, grandpappies, all that. <laughs> and I'm not gonna go after nobody grandma because I don't want nobody going after mine. So I just leave Listen, y'all be. I can feel like I have become too old for this. I'm like, I'm almost 30. I'm I'm like, damn girl, you're old because you don't have any energy to to like call someone out. That's how like over I am. So Twitter. Like, I don't. Oh, I still, I still love giving a good drag every now and then. I mean, sometimes, yeah, but I don't even have the energy to like. Especially when it's not even, when it's just you giving your opinion. Like, come on, these characters are not real, and then we have fans who go batshit crazy for them. Like, Hakuna (laughs) Yartaras. That was a good one. (laughs) My whole thing is like. I will discuss things with you all day, all day. Every, I will. I will have a discussion with you. You can't I, even discuss I, it with them anymore I, at this point. Yeah, and it's like I will have a discussion with you all day, every day. But two, two places I'm not going to go with you is back and forth. Come on with it. Because listen, Janice from Jersey, you are not going to change my opinion, and I'm really not that invested in trying to change yours. So, like Nene Lee said, ain't no changing over here. So. <laughs> So it's like 
sometimes you just have to learn how to agree to disagree and move forward. And I have. Because it's like, you know, me and Tony, we may never agree on sin, but there's like 90 other things. Exactly. We have kicked about in the DMs and been like, girl, girl, you know, you have to find like common ground and ways to move. Listen, I'm the only one on this podcast who even likes sin and I'm good friends with all three of you. I can separate the two. Once upon a time. Like I can defend but I currently at this point, you don't. Yeah, I'm the I, only one on this podcast who does, but I'm able to be friends with all three of you despite that. Right. Like, I can put my uh, fictional opinions aside and be friends. Like, that's not what makes a race for, like, a friend or friendships here for me. Like, if you're, if you're not a fan of my ships, if you hate my characters, I don't give a fuck. If you're... I say just at least try. That's my big thing. If you really, try and it just wasn't for just, you, like if, like, uh, what I'm, what makes a friend for me here is how they are as a person, not who they ship. That does that doesn't matter to me. Maybe five years ago I would have been that way, but now like, I'm grown. Like, yeah, one of my favorite things about Soap Twitter is like when shit's going down with somebody within Soap Twitter. Shipper lines fall away, and we all kind of come together as a huge family. That's the only time we all come together when we're when we can make fun of each other, but when someone makes fun of us, oh my oh, god! Case in point, Doug even Davidson, if that means we got to call for Ron Carlo by his neck because you know it's been times we've all had to gang up on him, folks. Okay, holy mother of God, have we devolved into, I don't even know what the original title, oh yeah, (laughs) watching it wrong, Jesus Christ, um, okay, so I I don't mind it because we've been gone for two weeks. (laughs) No, no, it's been great, but we still haven't even gotten to yours yet, and you're introducing a new segment. Oh, yes, 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 let me get my glasses. Wait, did Arya give hers? I don't have any, per se, like... No. Well, I guess we could kind of blanket this as an all you're watching it wrong because we kind of all we kind of jumped all around. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't have anything. Last week Dylan, was the great episode. Last week was for me was people thinking that Ilani had found their babies and, and Oh yeah, that because of that one stupid line from Sean. It's like see saying that Ilani and Eli are stupid. Is they watching it wrong for me? Stupid? No. A bit like um, reckless, maybe. Reckless, yeah. Because I, I can see it. Like they're, I, I'm fully like understanding why they put the guns down. Why they gave their phones? They just want their babies. Their parents, like they just, they just want their babies. I don't think that's a stupid. Move per se, I feel like it's reckless, but I understand it. Uh, but a lot of fans were like, They're stupid, they're not good cops. Like, we have what have we seen this entire story? Who solved this? Eli and Lonnie. So, how can they this be stupid if they're the ones finding their babies? That, yeah, I so- feel like that's the same contingent of fans that were dragging Lonnie for having the audacity to cry. Yes. <laughs> And no, listen, she's stupid. the one figuring out, figuring this whole thing out. Every time she does it, the petty part of me is like, see, bitch? 
<laughs> yeah, like they're like, oh, she's crying too much. Like she should stop crying and start working. I'm sorry. Anybody who says she's crying too much when her children are missing are not parents. She went back to work. Someone said she should start crying. She's not cry upset enough. I'm like, girl. Well, Listen, there are different ways to be upset. <laughs> she was about to snatch Dr. Rayner bald, right? No, this a few weeks ago when um when she was crying and Eli had to come for her because she had a nightmare and she was crying and people were like, she's crying too much. Well, this Go back goes to, to a certain... The next day, when she went back to work, fans were like, "She's not crying enough. Why is she? Why isn't she upset? Oh my God! Give this girl a break! Like she can't do anything." And what I killer about it is not only were her babies snatched; she had given birth like two hours ago. Her hormones were still all over the place. Right. What do y'all? What is she supposed to do? But here, like, here's the thing. It goes back to a Twitter thing that I've come to realize with the ethnic characters. They're damned if they do, damned if they don't. Mm. Mm. Because they act one way, they complain, they act another. They're still going to be a complaint. They go to how yeah. you want them so, to ask, they still feel like it's not enough. The ethnic characters cannot win on this show. So I've stopped giving my energy. Yeah, it feels people. like people complain about them for a completely different reason. Mm. And now, now, the one I, thing... Now, it's different if I'm saying I feel like Nani nads too much. Okay, cool. But if you think that she's crying too much after her child, her children have been kidnapped, you're just looking for shit to nitpick about. Exactly. I, I hate to be that person, but I'm going to say it because there's no other earthly idea of why you feel a need to nitpick with her. You exactly. did it with Gabby for years. Now there's another... Ethnicity as, as, the, ugh, I'm just over it. As soon as fans get this ri ridiculous, I'm gonna call it out. Because there, there's no other reason. Like, come on. No, there's absolutely no other reason. Well, and then, like, even with Gabby, people will drag her to the pits of hell for the same thing that they will cheer on. Abigail. Nicole. Exactly. I, I, like... And, <laughs> It, it's like you're slipping and I want these characters different standards like come on and I want y'all to know y'all may not be as obvious as the YNR fans with it but I see you right. we see you it's very see. obvious what you are doing anyways yep. I'm sorry that, that really drives because they did it with Gabby for years and it pissed me yeah. off now they're doing and it with they another still do. I mean I get that, that fans are not uh, fans are not like loving some characters, and that's fine. But I still see some tweets about Gabby, and like, no. When you're finding things to nitpick about, that's when it becomes an issue for me. Not just but things like ignorant tweets. Yeah, about I mean, I I'll be honest. Uh, my perception of Gabby has changed since my perception of Camila has changed after the events of this summer. However, I can still somewhat enjoy it. It's just I don't love it as much as I used to. But I can also see when people are just calling out bullshit to call out bullshit. Yeah, I mean, I'm always going to call out ignorance and all that. I'm just like, 
as far as Camilla goes, I'm just setting, like Ron, I'm just setting her, I'm separating the art from the artist. Yeah. I don't, give, I don't yeah. care about her, but I'm enjoying honestly, the art. As a person, I feel like I would probably never be friends with Ron Calabardi. I would never sit in the same room. As a person. But as okay. a writer, he's a pretty damn good writer. I can't take that away from him. Yeah, he, like Dylan said, when he's at his best... He needs to stick with what he knows and stop yeah, trying to prove when, that his wrong is, is right. Yeah, when he's in his bag, he's very good at what he does. The problem right. is he does not stay in his bag and he cannot take criticism. And he... He and when I have anyone to check, he him. takes it out on your like. Let's say, like, if, I'm, I'm pretty sure in like four or five months' time, we're going to be seeing a hell of a lot more trip on our screen based mm -hmm. on the interaction that's been going on on his Twitter, both last night and this morning. He doesn't have anyone to check him, and that's what really irritates. Yeah. Me. There's no checks and balance at days because the things that are coming up, and y'all know what I'm referring to. I'm sure if somebody was there to check him, that would not be happening. But here's the thing, though. There are people to check him. There are people that have to greenlight his stories above him. The network greenlights this. So they obviously don't see the issues that I'm we saying, see. And that's, I want to see what the hell is Ryan Kwan doing? Because you're not Ryan Kwan is a is a history consultant. Like because Ron did Ron didn't grow up with days. Ron does Ron was an ABC kid. So he doesn't really know a whole lot about the day's history. So he uses Ryan as kind of his excite well, encyclopedia to his see. Job. He ain't doing much of it. Ryan is the reason that Bell and Sean got married. Because Ryan is the one that pointed out to him that they weren't married and Ryan is the reason we got the Christmas wedding for Shell that we got. Okay, so, that's nice. That's fine and nanny, but that still is not doing anything. But me. he's a creative consultant. He doesn't have equal power to Ron. Ron is technically his boss. His boss. The people but that's my the thing. people that know. have to the people that have to come correct Ron are either somebody on his level like a co-head writer or a producer, or somebody at the network. And, and the people but, at the producing okay, level and people on the network level don't have an issue, which is a separate conversation and a different issue in and of itself. But I think if they don't see that Ron needs to be checked, they're not going to check him. Okay, are you done? Yes, Sorry. I'm done. Okay. My thing is, he should be on that level as a history consultant, because at this point, they're playing fast and loose. A lot of the things that they're referring to, I have watched recently, and they're muddying it up. Yeah. That's one of the things, though, that with Ron, it's kind of like a blessing and a curse because he will dig back into the archives of a show to get an idea for something to, and bring it forward. And then he... But then it to matches his agenda. Yeah, then he will completely go way, 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 way over there in left field somewhere with it. I'm gonna make a okay. Since we, uh, since we're pretty sure that Laura's gonna die, don't talk about it. <laughs> do we want Gwen to actually be the one to kill her, or do oh, we? Or do we want Laura to just like stroke out? 
I'm not going to talk about option? it. I'm going to save it for when it actually is on my screen because I want all the details. So Okay, I, well, no, because I'm just basing off of the little snippet in the promo. No, what I'm saying, you, it's you not you. I'm saying I want all the details written down in my face so when I read Ronald Carlo body to <laughs> hell and back, I want all the info. I want y'all saying, oh, you're being too harsh. This didn't happen. I'm writing it all down. Mark my words. Ronald Colorado would not see peace from me ever again if you do what I think he's about to do. I think he needs to be very, very careful if he's going like this, through. And this because is, we don't... Like, mm, I there's like, no careful um, way to do I adore, it. I adore the actress, but I'm going to be real with you. We don't know Gwen that well, and we can do without her. So if he wants her to be viable long term... There, there is a line that I'd advise him not to cross with her. Because Could let's you... be honest, that spoiler dropped yesterday, and people were instantly pissed that it was going in this direction. Even if you were Look, I thought it. it since the February sweeps preview dropped in Soap Opera Digest a week ago. They mentioned the word tragic in the Laura segment I of have, that preview. I read that too. And my mind went, oh shit. Especially since last February they killed Bill. So I'm like, okay, I, I'm not here for this. I want to be wrong, but I'm not here for it. Yeah, I think they're they're really dumb for killing her off. Like last year they killed Bill, and now Laura. Like in five years, we're not gonna have any like. Hell, he going like, for Julian Dodd next. Like, oh, don't I, even put I, that out I there. Mind if Julie died, to be honest, I'm just over her. It won't be her though. It, I guarantee it won't be. But I I'll tell you one thing: if he kills off Doug before <laughs> Bill Hayes is ready to retire, he he will never know peace from anybody in this fandom. <laughs> I mean, quite I, honestly. I'm surprised he's getting a little bit of peace now because from what I was seeing in the days tag, because I had to go in there for this one, people are pissed. I mean, people are pissed, but Laura, I mean, I mean, Laura's a historical character. People people are pissed and they don't really think it's it, it, it serves a purpose. But like you kill Doug, it's gonna be a completely different it's level. Going, you know what it is? I mean, that's Someone on the does. level of when they killed Alice Porter. When we still have not forgiven or forgot, <laughs> like you go into the general hospital tag to this day and you type in Alan Quartermain and it's going to be still got smoke. Guza will never know a moment of peace. Uh, as long as <laughs> none. It reminds me of when they had Will Kill. It was like, you killed this character off of what exact reason? Yeah, I I didn't under I didn't understand a lot of things about Will back then. Uh, his writing for one, and then killing him off made no sense. Yeah, but so I mean, I said it on Twitter. I'm going to say it now. This is nothing. Killing Laura off will be nothing but a. I don't want to say miscarriage, but it'll be nothing but. It's short sighted. Yes. Yeah. It'll very. be nothing but an example of lazy. Writing and it's not just Ron, it's Ray James before him that have been so lazy that they have not thought about bringing Bill and Laura back after all that unfinished business in the 90s. And you have the opportunity, Jamie Lynn Bauer is willing to work, and you decide to kill that character off. You could have found an amazing recast Bill, 
Well, do we know for a fact that Jamie Lynn Bauer, like, was open to more and they said no? Has she said anything? Did I miss something? You know she's too much of a class act and a cavalier for this genre to say something. But I'm hoping we can get some insider information from somebody. Yeah, I'm hoping there's something in Soap Opera Digest next week or something. I just feel like, and I know I'm throwing it back to another show, but I feel like these soaps, when it comes to killing off characters, I don't, I feel like we all need to learn from Guiding Light and the Maureen Bauer incident. Come on with it. I read that. (laughs) But sometimes that short-term gain is going to cause long-term issues. Because if you go back to the decline of that show, it really started with her death. Things were just never right after that. When was the last time a character was killed where the ramifications actually meant something? AJ Quarterman. Yeah, but then they undid that. So that yeah. Or are you, or are you <laughs> talking about when Sonny shot him? Uh, I can't think of many. On dates, um, the last time I think like a death that made sense and people were like, yeah, it's about time. I think Deimos, but that was before Ron. Yeah. I mean, it's like, like there's a, you know what? I'll leave it, I'll leave it further back. For that. I, I think I Grandpa like Sean's trying to, oh, I'm sorry, Tony. <laughs> no, that's okay. I, I think maybe taking it further back. I think maybe Grandpa Sean. Yeah, because oh, when, yeah. when he died in the plane crash, like but I, I know, yeah, I mean, like that, that was like a regime before. Like I'm trying that was, to see that was the, that was the, right that during the writer strike that was Dina. But I will say that that death, it, it, it he he died in a way that a meant something, and it it wasn't it wasn't short sighted or it, it didn't seem it, it at the time. Just a plot at the time. Yeah. Whereas Bill, you killed him just to usher in Doug's anniversary, and you could have actually brought Bill back. Right. There was another way to do that. Yeah. But I feel like every is looking for. I their- was Bill killed off. Literally, so that Doug that Doug could sit there and say fifty years in Salem, fifty yeah. years ago 50 in Salem, years he was. Ago, the- I met Bill Horton, and that was when I first came to Salem. Being. But all they had to do was they didn't have to kill him. They could have they could have had him have a heart attack and be seriously ill. Have Jennifer and JJ and everybody leave him still being alive. Or they could have had Bill ha- come back and he was like, "Happy anniversary, old friend." But even but yeah, even think- if they even if they wanted, they could have still done the same thing that they did, but just have him be alive and just be critically ill. Killing yeah, yeah. him wasn't necessary. But I feel like. <laughs> This is but this again, is dope. Somebody pointed they, can out. Fix, they can retcon the death or whatever. Like this is a soap. We're used to it. So none of this is permanent until the show ends. <laughs> or the <laughs> actor yeah, in real life on. dies. That's, we're gonna, we're gonna all my children, everybody. Huh? I said we're gonna all my children, everybody, when they brought yeah. back. Oh my god, that's so true. I mean, I'm just waiting for both. To come back to life because okay, this, you know I don't care how they figure that out, I will accept it. Yeah, I um, feel like well, until, 
Until the United States gets COVID under control, it will not be in the form of Peter. Peter is happy in New Zealand. Yeah. That's right. My my thing is, I I would care less if they brought Bo back, mainly because that death meant something. Yeah. It did. I really hope that they don't bring back Adrian because that death meant Meant something. Yeah, that's something. Listen, the time jump was pointless enough. Okay. If you're going to undo, and the the story that resulted from her death already amounted to nothing like it could have. That baby switch could have generated story for years. If you're going to go ahead and undo the thing that precipitated that that baby switch, uh uh-uh, nah, fuck that. I think what annoys me is Ronald, and I told you guys this, he feels as if he's in there for the long haul. Which, granted, we haven't seen any evidence saying that he isn't in here for the long haul. And, like I said, the people, NBC trusted him enough to greenlight to green the time jump. Ken Corday, take this or leave this for however you want. Well, has let's said be honest, in- since we're being candid today, that man does not care about this show. The only reason he is holding on to this show is because he's afraid that he's going to look shitty if he sells it to somebody else. But he, um, but he has said in the press that he trusts Ron. So, like the people above Ron are happy with Ron. So, as unhappy as some fans may be, I do not think Ron is going anywhere. And even if Ron goes somewhere, people want a fresh new vision for this show. But Jamie here's some Giddens, facts for you: hire Jamie Giddens and call it a day. Right. Fresh new, vi- fresh new visions while they are needed are. Are not happening. If Ron Carlovati was to walk out that door, you damn sure know that Dina Higley would be the next phone call. And I'm sorry, I'd rather that. have Ron. like. I mean, I'm all. Uh, yes, yes. Back. I we really know. Don't. I don't see her coming back. I mean, and I, I, I think does, uses we, her there's, no, there's no like contract on her like returning when Ron leaves. I'm just I, saying that. Uh, Ken's go-to is to call Dina. He's done it four times. He's literally done it four times. I felt like she's I think after that last time, she's pissed. She's not coming back. She's pissed. I don't see her coming back. She was pissed. She was like, I'm not going to come back. Um, But the thing is, with Ron, I'm both for and against it. So I'm in the middle. But like, I feel like at this point, point, if you're going to do terrible story after terrible story, this is not going to work in the long haul. At the end, Ken is going to be like, oh yeah, maybe the issue is we need a new writer. Maybe because the show needs a fresh take. And I feel like we need... And it's not just days. It's daytime in general. They don't believe in fresh blood. That's the problem. They keep recycling the same five head writers. And at a certain point... There needs to be a come to Jesus moment where they realize that they need to open the genre up to people. And it's only men writing soaps. Have you thought about that? Yeah. But like five people who come with the same perspective that they had on the show that they just got fired from. Exactly. Like if we could be guaranteed to get fresh blood, I could be open to possibly Giddens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but That's if we, had, if we, I love ambitions. I, I would love it, honestly. But I honestly don't think it's gonna happen. I think we're gonna get one of the same tired old writers. We're either gonna get 
We are either going to get Dina, we're going to get possibly get Gary Tomlin. We could even if they fire Josh from YNR, we could get him back. And I'm sorry, I don't fucking want that. If I could actually have trust in who his replacement would be, I would be open to a Ron replacement. But I don't know who they would get, and the devil I know is better than the devil I don't. My my issue is, which going back to my original statement, I never got to finish because we <laughs> sidetracked to all this. He seems as if he's looking down the road as he were write it ten years down the road, and he feels like, okay, I'm not going to be able to use Bill. I'm not going to be able to use Laura. Why not kill them off? And I feel like that's very presumptuous I mean, of him. He, he's, I feel like. He's doing a huge disservice to the fandom and to kill characters. off many. Yeah, exactly. To kill Bill off so many Laura, characters from the past without any reasons to. Also, Bill and Laura have a lot of unfinished business in Salem. Yep. A Especially lot. with Lucas being back and yeah, Je Jennifer. They still haven't resolved their issues with Jennifer. I know they like to. Play like they did and sweep it under the rug. I mean, technically, I mean this. This is this is a weird way to kind of, but without like, I mean, with Allie and Henry, they could kind of do a weird parallel because of how Mike was conceived. Like, there's a lot of history they could mine there, but they just don't want to do it. They can basically yeah. have Laura hate L Lucas, but actually has a affinity for uh, affinity. Uh, no, that's the right word. That's the right word. For I have an affinity for Allie because of what she went through, right? Yes. Something they could have did something again. I blame yeah. lazy writing. And yeah. like lazy writing, speaking of lazy writing, and I know this is a segue away from what we're talking about, but I just feel like it it needs to be brought up because we were talking about characters just being used for angst in terms of like Chloe. I I <sighs> I need them to do better by Kate. Please. At a ha certain point. Like, come on, man. Nobody cares this much about her sex life. She has two. She has one son on canvas and another son returning. Tell me why I can count on one hand the amount of time she's spoken to either one of those people, either one of her sons. Philip is involved with the mob. Philip right? And not a fucking word. Well, I blame that again, lazy writing. And I blame it on you keep putting Kate in these superficial ass relationships. Exactly. Listen, that was we don't need Kate and her fake son Chad when she has two of her real sons right across town. Right. Y'all don't hurry up and put Kate and Roman together so they can start double dating with Jarlena and talking about the kids and moving on. Listen, I don't ever need Kate and Marlena to be friends ever again. After this Steven O of it all, now yeah. fuck that friendship. That friendship should have been dead in the that friendship should have been dead in the water. Well, look, they when, over it. We gotta be over it, y'all. And plus they kill <laughs> Yeah, no, I'm Italian. I hold the grudge till the day I die. So, so do I, but still. But it's like I'm looking they, at it like this. They finna kill I, off my like the best friend anyway. Which they're probably not even gonna I, I don't even know if they're gonna play that up. They're not if even they gonna ignore If they don't at this point. There's no saving Ron for me because at this point you're being lazy. Mm. I, I mean, like they, my whole thing is like they, they have literally telegraphed for people that there is zero reason to give any. Uh, mm, 
I almost said it. There is no reason to care about Kate and Jake. They have literally let us know that this is a waste of everyone's time. I, we knew it from the minute that it started because, I mean, he, Jake and, and Gabby is the end game relationship. This just seemed random. Like either Lauren wanted to work with Brandon or Brandon wanted to work with Lauren and they were just trying to make somebody happy. So they made it happen. That is literally all this is. It's a lot of superficial bullshit. It's just just so, so much of a weight. And it's like, okay, y'all, y'all are really just going to waste everybody's time like this. But this isn't the only story like this. It's a lot of superficial writing going on in this regime, and they need to work on it today because now people are starting to get together and talk about it. Mm-hmm. And once we get together and talk about it, everybody starts to see the same thing. And once we all see that, that's when the show goes downhill and everybody starts dragging it. It happened to Dina Higley. It happened to Tom Sale. Because, honestly, if Laura dies and we don't get a Marlena at the casket damn near about to fall out, why did, and bring, the thing, uh, why did they bring her back? We know that this is going to be all about, somehow, some way, they are going to make this all about Gwen. Just like they made this I mean, stuff all, all about Doug. And, and I'm going to be annoyed. Because Abigail and Gwen are getting into a fight at the cemetery. And and I'm just like, I'm like Jocelyn Hernandez. Oh, why is you here? And my thing <laughs> is, <laughs> like, well, why couldn't they extend this? The first place Laura goes is to link up with Gwen. If you watched in I mean, the 90s, if something I'm, like this was to happen to Laura, the first place Laura would have ended up was Marlena's doorstep. Now, I, I will say I'm kind of happy that Laura just kind of winds up at Gwen's doorstep because Jack is the one who tells Gwen that it was Laura. Abigail didn't. But before Gwen has the chance to do anything, Laura shows up. So at least there is no way to blame Jack for this. That's the only thing that I'm grateful for. Because had that not happened and Gwen went after Laura and Laura and something happened to Laura because of it, it would have all circled back to Jack. I, I, I feel like it's real anyway because if, if but, Gwen is in any way involved and it's like we already know that she's going to have smoke with Laura because Jack did his run to all that. So, yeah, but Laura, Laura was coming over there to confess. So, she was going to find out whether Jack told her or not. <laughs> there That's was why no- I'm kind of like, just screw him. I'm not even thinking about that at this point. I, I'm at the point where I don't even fuck with this story anymore. I don't care about this story anymore. Because now you're giving us a bunch of plot pointed bullshit to get an end to a meme. And it's just lazy writing. I can't think of any other explanation for it at this point. And I really hope that we're about to swerve and like maybe do something crazy. Like maybe she's like maybe she's not dead or something. Or like something's about to happen, but I have a really bad feeling. I wanna be wrong. I, I feel like we are absolutely about to get Laura's death is going to be nothing more than a 
prop in this story where it's like, like and quite honestly, seeing because oh, your daughter killed my mom. Abby and Gwen are going to have yet another wedge driven between them because oh, you killed my grandma or you played a part in her death or you know. And then Jack. I mean, story wise, it yeah. could create a lot of like. There's a lot of potential, but I just. It didn't need to happen. It was already there. Yeah. Yeah, that's my. Yeah. Ended up in the coma instead. Like that's fine. Yeah. As long as she's not dying. But, but uh, my okay. theory is just reading the spoilers and seeing how pissed everybody is. If it plays out that Laura is dead for good, D Day's tag will pitch a bitch. It's going to get ugly. Yeah, it people is. People might. People just might call for Ross. Resignation. Yeah. Listen, listen, people people called for Ron's resignation after his inappropriate tweets in regards to the in regards to what happened with Abigail and Stefan and his take on sexual assault and what is or is not rape. And he still wasn't fired. So if you don't think he's gonna get fired for that, he's damn sure not gonna get fired for this. I'm not saying I, I know you go yeah, after Ron, but I'm not saying he's gonna get fired. I'm saying it's gonna put a lot of heat on NBC because people are going to be pissed. Just right, but what I, what forward. no, I get what you're saying, but what I'm saying is that he's he's done and said worse that has gotten him into a bigger heat, and he's still there. But no, I'm saying my thing is I'm not saying he's gonna get fired. I'm saying it's gonna put a lot of heat under NBC, and one of two things are gonna happen. They're gonna end up having to bring Laura back, or. They're going to have a big sit down with Ron and be like, okay, what is in your stories? We need to look over all of this and try to get Miranda back, not Miranda, morale back up. Because you've pissed a lot of people off with this death. So what are we going to do about it? Should, should we segue into uh, your new segment? Yes, as I think we've tried like three times now. <laughs> well... Oh, I'm so excited for this segment, you guys, because, you know, I'm not on the day's tag often, and I don't really have much to say under your watching it wrong segments. But I have noticed that I always seem to find one character who just burns my biscuits each week, and I end up reading them. Shout out to you, Julian Maggie. So <laughs> we're going to introduce a new segment called the Mavericks Reading Rainbow, where I read a character for the filth that they was. Jack Devereaux, come on down, you rapist ass bitch. Oh, hell, here we go. <laughs> if you have children in the room, I suggest they leave because I got some cuss words for them. Ooh, I got some cuss words for Jack Devereaux. Jack Devereaux, you old slimy son of a bitch. You, you rapist, child of a serial killer ass bitch. Don't you ever, ever again in your lifetime trying to raise a voice at a woman, let alone Laura V. Horton. You're not going to come for her because first off, you wouldn't be in this mess if you didn't think it was okay to leave your wife every other weekend like you going to a damn bingo park. Not true because this happened before he ever met Jennifer. So if you're gonna if you're going to read him, at least be factually correct. But the reason that Laura lied is because they weren't together and they were trying to get together. And why weren't they together? Because Jack walked out on Jennifer and her sick child. Now back to my read. <clears throat> when you said, who gives you the right to play God? 
I don't know, maybe it was the same God that told you to leave your wife every other weekend and to force yourself on your first wife, Kayla Brady. <clears throat> also, how dare you bring up Mike Horton, a child of both Laura and Bill, you know, Jennifer's brother. How dare you bring him up in this equation? Talking about, oh, well, he had you and Mickey so when you did this lie. First off, she lied because Mike was a product of rape. And if you have a child of a product of rape, you do not know what that might do to their psyche. So as a psychiatrist, she lied. If you want to drag anybody, it was also Tom Horton. Dig him up and talk to him about it. But don't come for her, a mother, a woman who was raped. Third off, I'm going back to that situation because I'm still pissed about it. Because how dare you, you slime-ass bitch. Oh, I'm so mad I can't even think about it. How dare you bring that up? Especially considering you didn't tell J JJ about your dirty deed until he was damn near 25. Uh, he didn't tell JJ anything. And because nobody told he, he was presumed dead at the time when JJ found out. So I'm just No, but I'm saying, saying you kept that secret from that long. Yeah, but for most of JJ's life, he was presumed dead. Okay, so how is he gonna go up for him regardless? But I'm gonna no, I'm reason. I'm just saying you're saying he. When was he supposed to tell JJ he was dead? Okay, he was dead, but no, but you still kept that secret. So you should know from that standpoint, from your history, you should have kept that secret. You should have said you should not have went down that pathway. It shouldn't have been said because again, you forced yourself on a woman. So how dare you try to check anybody for lying on that standpoint? Yes, Laura deserved to read. I'm not saying she didn't, but you took it too far. Third off, as a man, you should not be going up on a woman anyway that closely. And that just, to me, that makes you a bitch. So Jack Devereaux, you can kiss the bottom of my ass. <laughs> Question, did he ever tell, did we ever find out how Abigail found out about it? No, it was just assumed that she knew. She okay. just popped up I, one day. Okay, because I, I know they played the beats with JJ. I don't remember if they played them with Abby. I don't recall it either happening. Dylan, I'm sorry I'm you had to be here for this read. <laughs> no, you know what that reminds me of, though? Like, I, I feel like a show that did that well was when Lulu found out. On yes. Hospital. And even when Lucky found out, GH did it, yeah. did it right with both of them. Really well. First off, um, the and that's Luke why, and Laura, not Lulu, the Luke and Laura confrontation about their rape was an amazing scene. They sweep Jack's rape as if it, like, sweep it under the rug at times. And that's what really annoys me with, because Jack can be real safe. That's a new thing, because if you go back, and it's one of the reasons why I feel like older viewers have a different sort of a, a sort of take on Jack specifically because if you go back his interactions with Kayla and with Steve and their whole getting through that situation their, yeah. it was played very deeply for a very long time two years like they Steve and Jack didn't get on good terms I would say until about six months before, before he, died. he died. I remember this. But my thing is with Jack, it's, and, it's like and now. It's like back it's in the day, you know, like Kayla was never. And even now, they all, they they still play it where she is not 
comfortable in his presence. No, it's it's because even when he when he first remembered, like when he got his memory back, they played up that scene, and like there's always a level of awkwardness there uh, that they play. Sometimes, like they kind of got a little gray and a little blurry with it when like she was asking him permission to marry Justin. That was weird. Yeah. That like there are times they play it right, and then there are times that they play it so completely wrong. It it just seems like a lot of Jack's shenanigans and his added like his screw up mentality is swept under the rug now because I feel like they feel like oh it's been twenty years ago, but a lot of his things have led to gigantic ramifications for characters on screen, and they don't play on that. So for See, to- I think that they used to do that a lot, like in the early 2000s when they played him for comedy. Yeah, I, I give think, them that for, for the I past 20 th- years, they haven't. They, I think they play up his history a lot more now, and they give him a lot more depth now than they have in previous regimes. Yeah, especially when he came back like 2011. I feel I, like... I, I, go on. I, I'm still mad about that confrontation because it was taken too far for me. Yeah, it's like, you know, it's like I said earlier, that's a character. There are certain places that Jack cannot go as a character. And and that's what I'm saying. You can be right all live long day, but when you go below the belt or something, when you know you have done something terrible to somebody, that's when you cancel the whole thing for me. I'm like, okay, now you're in the wrong. Okay, and and you're n- you're not wrong there. Like he 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 did kind of cross a couple lines there. I can see that. I, I just I, it- Tony, what you weren't getting is Laura deserved to read. She really did, and this is coming from a Laura Horton Stan account. But when you take that too far, when you bring up a woman's rape and a child produced during that rape, and you try to throw it in her face that she lied to protect her child, at that point. Fuck you. You deserve this. But it, it just doesn't... I wish they would have had Jennifer come downstairs and check him. I wish Abigail would have been there, but like, okay, dad, you're taking it too far. Somebody should have checked him. And I also hate that they basically wrote, I know she was in the wrong, but Laura used to be able to stand up for herself. But how can she, def- but honestly though, how can she defend what she did when what she did is a direct result of what Gwen did to, I mean, think about it. I mean, because- yeah, I get that part, but when she brought up, when he brought up Mike, she's about, okay, now watch your mouth. Right, no, that, she she could have and should have done a watch your mouth. I guess, thing, you're, up- she- I guess you're upset, but do not bring my child into this. That would um, that would have been absolutely fine, but she can't defend what she did. There is no defending what she did because what she did had disastrous consequences for her family. But at the same so time, she, it was like she wouldn't have did what she did if you would have sat there and been a good husband to Jennifer in the first place. Jennifer would not have left you. Well, you wouldn't have. Well, Jennifer would not have married Peter if. Wait, did Jennifer and Peter get married? Yes. Yeah. Jennifer would not have married Peter if you had not left her two years prior. And had y'all still had been married when Tiffany came into the picture, y'all could have worked that out together. So again, yeah, Laura played a big part in it, but again, it's Jack's screw-ups that play 
a big role into the things that still happen today. If he had not been such a screw up, if he had not abandoned his wife and child, they could have worked that out together. And and that is true. But my point, like my overall point is like Laura believed she was doing the right thing, but what she did was wrong. Particularly yes. what was wrong, particularly letting Tiffany believe that it was Jack. That was her biggest screw up for me. Like if she had come about it in a way where she made it known that Jack had no idea, then maybe Tiffany wouldn't have poisoned Gwen against her father and Gwen wouldn't have done what she did. But because Tiffany believed that Jack sanctioned this, look where we wound up. But my, my issue is he put all that blame on Laura and yes, she deserved maybe 40 to 30% of the blame. No, more than that. But it was, this is an 80-20 situation. It's totally an 80-20 situation. The fact, yeah, it's totally an 80-20 situation. I do like that Jack kind of, once he calmed down and Laura was gone, he kind of like almost seemed like he was taking responsibility because um, he said like the damage has already, like the damage has already been done. And in that moment, it, it was kind of like, okay, we are where we are. This happened. Now what? I, I just feel like if he had not left Jennifer that first go round, they could have handled that on their own. I mean, true, but we we don't know what would have happened, and so that's to the cast thing. Full blame on Laura. It's kind of like. I mean, Laura, and my thing is too, when Tiff, when she found out that Tiffany died, how did Laura not say anything then? Yeah. And that, but again, that goes to taking history and taking characters and kind of twisting them. Twisting them to, exactly. Because that's not a thing that I feel like Laura would have done. Because quite honestly, Laura back in the day, she would have looked for that child or she would have said something by then. Or, or even if she out. said, I tried to find her, I couldn't find her. Yeah. Like they they could have added that in and they didn't. That's kind of another thing where they lost me because if Gwen, even if Gwen had been introduced to Jack when she was eight or nine years old and had the chance to kind of grow up with Jack and Jennifer and Abigail and JJ, things could have been different. So for that's another thing because I was like, Laura would never leave that child just out there on her own. She would have looked. She would have attempted to look. And if she had not ran into anything, at the very least, she would have told Alice. At the very least, she would have told Bill. She would have told somebody. Somebody else would have known about this child other than just her. So, again, it's lazy writing with Ron in this point. I know I keep on saying this, but it is you pick bits and pieces of history and then change these characters around or change the situation around to fit the plot. And it pisses people off because to me personally, it feels like you're insulting my intelligence. Like I didn't see what I saw. And w would you feel differently if you didn't see 1996 like two months ago? Like if 1996 was, was as distant of a memory for you as it is for a majority of the audience, how would you feel? Even is it weirder for you because it's fresh? I think so. But even still, had you watched those things back in the day and you haven't seen them for another 20 years, you would still feel a way about it. Because 
it was just that glaring. Tony, when you watch that part and get to those scenes, you're going to be yeah. like, damn, Michael, you kind of had a point because this, this, that, and the third happened. Well, listen, if they had tried to make Kate Gwen's mother, I would have, you would, listen. I remember everybody was like, oh, no, this is what we're not going to do. Listen, I, listen, if they had done that, I would have been banned off of Twitter and I would have been up on this podcast cursing like a sailor because I would not have been here for that because I vividly remember exactly exactly I watched it I watched Kate try to seduce Jack it was the most ridiculous batshit crazy thing I've ever fucking seen in my life and I watched Jack literally back the fuck away from her because he was terrified so when you actually (laughs) so when you actually see it and then to see that you're playing so fast and loose with history that I just literally watched it pisses me off because now I know how bad of a thing you are doing, how lazy you're being. It's like when your parents tell you to clean your room and then they come back and the room's clean and they're so proud of you and then you open the closet and the founder just threw everything in the closet. <laughs> That's how I feel. Like, well, damn. <laughs> we still haven't even done our good, bad, and ugly. Do we just forego that for this week? Because we've sort of we touched Spiral. on everything we loved and then like, so we're just going to skip that this week. <laughs> and we kind of touched on spoilers in the promo, too, so I think we could kind of just wrap this up whenever we're ready. The promo? Kinda. No, no. Let, let's pray on that promo, y'all. And just leave it where it was. Oh, sweet Jesus. Just leave no. it where it is. Leave it on the playground. Have mercy on me that day, because I'm... I'm Tony's forcing us to watch it, y'all. So, yeah, I, I am forcing you to watch it because if you're going to get up on the, I'm gonna watch and- it. No, I'm gonna watch it, but I'm not watching it for Stephen Kayla or that. I'm going to be crossfaded, so that's going to be fun. I'm going to watch it for Ilani because it's a big day for them. Yeah, I but love having another black I person. Know the other events, major events, is gonna swallow whatever's happening with Ilani. So. But I'm going to watch it mainly for Ilani and the rest of it all. Oh, the yeah, wedding well, is random as. Yeah, and it's it seems like he's surprising her with the wedding, right? Because. Yeah. It, it, it seems like that, but it seems. And like, I don't mind, I'm, you know, the old school, old school viewer. I don't mind Stephen Kayla. I get it. I, oh, no, I, I hate This Ellie story her, has made me hate Stephen, so keep it. Okay, it's, y'all, one at a time, real fast. How do y'all feel about Steve and Kayla? Hey, well, I, I hate I, Steve. My my feelings for Steve are would get me on the government watch list right about now. So <laughs> I'm just gonna <laughs> I, I love Kayla. Honestly, if Steve was to die and they turn Kayla into Caroline Brady, I'd be fine with that. I kind of would be too, not gonna lie. I, I, I'm neutral to Steve and Kayla. But I think Steve has been so horrible. Like there's the, nothing to redeem him. Last few years. Mm-hmm. But I love Kayla as a standalone character. Yeah. I said like a few months ago that was around when uh, Lonnie gave birth. I was like, <laughs> her uh, Kayla's family doesn't deserve her because Kayla, I think she's great on on her own. Yes, I I've loved her interactions with Lonnie. 
like I love seeing her as a doctor. Like, because you know what? I've that enjoyed seems, it, her. That seems like Mary Beth and Sal, and less like Lonnie, Kayla, and, yeah. and Kayla. I, I, I was like, when she she was so good with Lonnie, like back back in December. I was like, her family doesn't deserve her at all. At yeah, all. I will say that the the Ali story and her perspective through that has shifted my perspective on Kayla because Ka- the geriatric triangle of Kayla, Steve, and Justin last year soured me on Kayla for a good long time. Child, I don't know who catch us for Stella or the Sand fans. Listen, but the, my, here's my thing, though. And again, it goes back to picking and choosing what parts of your character's history you're going to apply. Because anyone who has been watching since Steve was introduced has got to side eye the way in which he was acting during that whole thing. Mm-hmm. Because it's oh my son could never not my son not trip he's t- he, really your son your son whose grandfather's a rapist your yeah son, your uncle is a rapist your really that son that, your son whose mother is a rapist that son the son yeah. you've known for two minutes that held a scalpel that, that's what he means like you act like you raised this boy. <laughs> That's what really pissed me off. I was like, "You act like you raised the That son, you sure? The way they should have gone about this with Steve is to have Steve want to support Trip, but be conflicted because yeah. of his family's history. If exactly. they had, if they had played the beats of, did my son turn out like my father? Yeah, I would have been on board with this story one hundred percent. Because never forget, this is a man who was willing to go to prison because his sister to take her off. Yes, thank you. He murdered Duke after he raped her. This is not a, you know, I mean, so it's like, it was, I don't know where all of that went in this story, but they played none of it. And let's let's not forget if Allie were Stephanie, because Stephanie was a rape survivor too. Exactly. If, if this was Stephanie and and Stephanie's rapist's father was doing to her what he was doing to Allie, Steve would have knocked him in the next week. Mm-hmm. My thing is, Steve can't speak on anything that his children really want to do because he didn't raise none of them. So <laughs> that's the end of that. Known trip five minutes. Let's be very let's let's be clear. He's known yeah, him for five about minutes. Bill, at least Bill tried to raise some of his kids. He has been there for literally zero. Well, Stephanie, it's not his fault. He was presumed dead. Yeah, Stephanie ain't his fault, but he wasn't there for what's that damn boy's name? Joey. Joey. I hate that damn name. <laughs> I hate that damn. I hate that damn child. They need to give him an Ambien if he's ever going to. I we're mean, find, our, a we're red find a new Jesus. name for Joey because that's up there with Hennessy. Me, I'm, I'm not what, calling him by his real name. What do you I think mean, about the rest? Oh, sorry. Go no, on. go ahead. No, it's fine. Go ahead. No, I was, I was uh, referring to the extended promo. Like, now that was actually uh, the good part of the promo. They should have started with that. I, I liked agree. it. Because the main promo 
Like the wedding itself, I, I, it's fine. Like that's my video of Julie Young. Uh, Romeo and Juliet. Oh God, that was like God, God and the Vive level. Oh, terrible. God, no. So bad. So bad. Like I'm gonna drag that shit. Moving on. I'm not going to drag. I'm not going to say I'm going to drag. I'm going to give it a chance. Right, because because the the promo can make it look worse than it is. Because look what yeah. we thought about. Laura yeah, because they had my Laura Based Horton looking promo. bad in that promo. Based off the promo, it's going to look horrible, but we'll see. Anyway, because they had my uh, Laura Horton looking terrible in their last promo. Had yeah, yeah. Old, old and it played a lot better in the, on the air show than it did yeah. in the promo. Do you guys like Jake and Abby as friends? Because we saw her asking him if he likes Gabby or... It as doesn't friends, bother me. It. Yeah, I, I, just, I just don't need Jake catching feelings, which at one point I thought is where it was going. Yeah. I'm, I mean, I'm fine with it. It's just like... And maybe it would be different for me if it was Kate Mandy's Abby, but Marcy's right. Abby was the one that went through the rape it, with oh. Stefan. Yeah. So I just cannot see her version of Abby with any version of Stefan. Does that right. make sense? Yeah. 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 But um, and then there Quick was question. Lonnie in the Quick promo. Uh, huh. And Vivian. And Vivian, yeah. Well, that was fine. We get there real fast. How do you feel about um, Jamie Lynn Bowers acting? Do you feel like she missed a beat from 90s Laura Horton? Or was she good? I mean, it's not the 90s anymore, so, like, it's not going to be the same for any actor like that. But um, I I think she was fine. No, for me, I I was flashing back to to 90s Laura. It 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 worked for me. You know what I, I was surprised at? And pleasantly so, and I probably shouldn't have been since they're both such pros. But her connection with Katie McLean, yes, was uh, her and so Marcy good. Miller too. It was so good, and I had been kind of leery because I was like, "Ooh, I don't know how this gonna go." We used to seeing Jennifer Rose. It's, it's, I don't. I don't how do we think I Missy would have played this? Do you think she would have played it any differently than Katie no, did? No, she would have been monotone. <laughs> And that, I don't she would have made that little tight face, you know, she gets when she's mad. But I don't think Missy's a bad actress. I don't either. I'm, I just think she's full of shit and I'm tired of her. But yeah, I, I will I say this. a little more restrained. You know what I mean? Because it's like... Not restrained, more... I feel like some of the... I love Katie in the role. I'm, I'm like, Katie is Jennifer to me. Uh, but I feel like... Some of it doesn't work with Katie. Like, I feel like she's still trying. Um, I wasn't necessarily feeling her scenes with Laura. I think that would have worked so much better with Missy, to be honest. Here's the thing. I want Katie to claim that role now. If that makes sense. We, as fans, we have looked at her... Well, and we already see she's Jennifer. She's Jennifer Rose now. But Katie doesn't believe it. If that makes sense. I want her to take this role by the horns and ride that home. But, okay. No, that's, that, that's true. But where, where, at what point do you think she could have done that in what's aired so far that she didn't? Well, quite honestly, she could have. Quite honestly, and this is my opinion, 
when she was going at it with Kate and doing Jennifer's history and how she feels about Kate after all these years, to me, that's when she was Jennifer Rose to me. And she should have took it from there and ran with it. But I feel like she's still kind of holding back because she feels like this is just a temporary role for her. Look, I, I wonder have, if if, if Laura's funeral until, might change that. Maybe. Yeah. If we could have you until Jennifer Rose passes away, we want you at this point. Right. But also, that I want to point out this one little scene. That scene where um Jennifer goes, is there anything else you'd like to tell us, mother? And Laura goes, you only call me mother when you're angry. I was like, if this ain't 1990s Jennifer Rose and Laura. <laughs> it was so good. And then when Jennifer, like, when she, the moment she walked out, like, nope, I'm done. And speaking <laughs> of Katie, notice how I'm still calling her Jennifer Rose. I haven't been able to call the character of Jennifer, Jennifer Rose, in almost a decade. She has become yeah. the beloved Jennifer again. She's like an older version of twenty something Jennifer, and I love that. Yeah, she's well, she's got the eighties. She's got the eighties spunk and fire that spunk and fire that Missy somehow lost in the last few years. After she started getting that number. To be fair to Missy, and I know we don't like to, <laughs> but to be fair, um, they damaged Jennifer so much. Yeah, with Jennifer, yeah. yeah. Oh, I feel like having like a fresh face helps, like helps wash the stink, of, the stink of that away. Exactly. Yeah. Well, let's be honest. But, let's be honest here. Jennifer, as Missy Reese of Jennifer, hasn't felt good old Jennifer Rose since she stopped getting her back cracked by that. <laughs> no, that. I, no, I, I won't disagree. say that. I think I think Missy's Jennifer is the best when she's with Jack. The years that she was with. No, I'm talking off the screen, son. Oh, sorry. Oh, hell. Allegedly. Allegedly. Okay, you're you're going there. Okay, okay. Once she stopped yeah. getting her back cracked, and she came back in like 2001. She was a little boring and snooty and uppity. Allegedly, we are gonna keep saying that she ain't from sue us, child. <laughs> okay, no, I, I get what you're saying now. It was like it went fun for her no more. No, but I feel like I haven't had a problem with Mrs. Jennifer. I just feel like the writing has been awful for the last not awful, but like not the Jennifer. I they didn't do her any favors. They did. Yeah, exactly. Like so, but with Katie. There's like a fresh take on the character, yeah. which I appreciate, but I still like there's some things she's not nailing for me, but she's still gen. I, I don't know. I'm just like, there's a lot of opinions that I have about this, but I wasn't feeling her last week. Okay, guys, hold on. This show is running a little long, so let's end this and then finish this conversation later. Yeah, because um, I think we're heading into what, hour four? Maybe yeah. Three. But lastly, I want to say thank you guys for tuning in. I know it's been a long two weeks. That's why we kind of did this long episode so we can get into it and, you know, catch up and talk about how we're feeling and all that. But I also want to point out our Salem Sweetheart Sweeps contest. Um, We've gotten a few submissions, but I want to go into that, like, full debt, debt. I cannot say that word. Depth. 
Did I get that right? Yeah. Yes, depth. depth. Full depth of what we're looking for in our submissions. I've seen a few tweets saying we like this couple because X, Y, Z. Yeah, that's all fine and dandy, but we want y'all to sink y'all teeth into these admissions. Like, I want y'all to tell us why, how, and where. What What do you feel about that couple? Like, give us uh, the longest amount of words. I don't care. I will read it all. I also want you to talk about your favorite moments from that couple. And also what you would like to see from them in the future. But so far, the tweets are only... Well, I like sin because I, they have chemistry. Give us more. We don't have anything to do. We all work from home right now. <laughs> Give us more. Well, we're really looking forward to them. Um, the email. Hold on. Let me pull up the email. Should you feel embarrassed about giving us a long post? Or should you need to go into deeper depth because Twitter only allows 280 characters and yes. you feel you have to say more? Yes. The email is soapdishsalem at outlook.com. So I'm really looking forward to reading these guys. Get get these entries in. You have until February 28th. Well, that's it, guys. Um, Dylan, it was so great having you in with us. We might be seeing more of you because you're really a good fit into this cast of crew. Yes. My I agree. Crew. That was so much fun. We might have Thank to make you a permanent child. Best time. Thank y'all so much for having me. <laughs> we might have to make you a permanent. We, we might have to get on. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask, can we? Because um, this is kind of amazing. I would be down. Well, guys, you know what? I'm making an executive decision. <laughs> you are now looking at that, the new permanent co-host of so <laughs> Salem Style. <laughs> Oh, thank y'all. <gasps> Woo! God, this has been a long podcast and a lot of things that happen. Tune, <laughs> in. <laughs> Tune in next week, Salemites. Bye. Bye. And we are done. Ooh. That was fun. That was fun. <laughs> that was interesting. <laughs>